What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Smoking Tire Podcast. This episode is brought to you by our new partner, Off the Record. Listen, guys, I've been pulled over more times than I can count. And if there is one thing I've learned, it's that you should always, always, always fight your tickets. And if you've got a professional to help you, that's even better because it's not just about, oh, I got a speeding ticket and it's $200. That goes on your insurance more times than not. And it, it, it exponentially costs you more money over the next several years. If you have nice cars and if you have multiple cars, that cost is multiplied and a speeding ticket could be in the thousands of dollars. That's why I want to welcome our new partner, Off the Record. Off the Record helps you find a qualified attorney in the state you got your ticket in or the state you live in, and they will fight that ticket on your behalf. They have a success rate over 90%, and if they don't get the ticket off your record, you don't pay them. That's the guarantee, folks. There's two ways to do it, okay? You can either go to their website. And it's our specific website. So you go to the link in the description of this episode or it's fight.offtherecord.com slash TST. I know that's tricky to remember. So fight.offtherecord.com slash TST or you can download the Off The Record app and use code TST10. Now, either of those codes, either of those methods gives you 10% off any services you get from off the record from now until May of 2023. So you download the app, you bank the code now, and then it's there when you need it because you you don't want to be on the side of the road with lights flashing in your mirror and decide that that is the time to find an attorney. You want to have off the record ready for you. That way, if you get pulled over and you think you you can fight this case, they are there for you. Remember, guys, always fight your tickets. Fight.offtherecord.com slash TST or code TST10 on the Off The Record app. We are also brought to you by Dylan Optics Sunglasses. You know those awesome matte finish sunglasses that I'm wearing in every car review video? They come in all kinds of different frames. They come in all kinds of different colors. And the anti-reflective NIR lens technology doesn't just look cool on camera. It really helps in bright light. It cuts down the glare. The polarization is great. It's like HD life, really. Um, The clarity is just incredible. You've got the plastic... You know, surfer style, you've got the wireframe, more aviator style, they're large frames, small frames, and you can get the lenses in about five or six different colors. If you go to thesmokingtire.com and click on the partners page, see that Dylan Optics link. If you use that and you buy a pair of sunglasses, I will send you a free smoking tire t-shirt for supporting the people who support the show. So go to thesmokingtire.com, click on the Dylan banner, and I will give you a free smoking tire t-shirt if you buy a pair of Dylans using that link. All right, folks, on this episode of the show, uh, an old friend of mine, Bo Bachman is here. Bo, uh, you may recognize the name and the face because he was on Pimp My Ride back in the day. His shop, uh, Galpin Autosports, which is a a division of the Galpin dealership group, which he owned, they took over for West Coast Customs the last couple years of Pimp My Ride. They now have a new show called Car Kings on Discovery, and uh, they're also an enormous dealership group that caters specifically to Enthusiasts, and so I think Bo is a really good guy to be a guest on the Smoking Tire podcast. Hey everyone, real quick, 
We had a little audio problem with Bo for the first nine minutes of the show, but um, it gets corrected, and then everything's back to normal. So if you hear a, a weird echo, I promise it goes away at about the nine-minute mark. Thank you. Hey, folks. It's the Smoking Tire Podcast. What's happening? I hope everyone enjoyed their weekend. It's Monday for us, no matter when you're listening to it. And uh, I don't know where, where you're at, but where I live, it seemed like people were itching to get out of the house. It seemed like... They were being good. They weren't getting too close to each other, but people were definitely trying to be at the beach, and everybody wanted to go drive their sports cars. There was crazy traffic on PCH. And uh, joining us from, I'm guessing, his dining room or something, looking pretty fly, (laughs) Bo Bachman. my I, daughter's bedroom. Is that your daughter's I'm, bedroom, Bo? That looks yes, it is. Pimp. <laughs> like, we were like, is yeah. that a horse on yeah, the wall? It, it, it is. <laughs> got, wait, which way? Which way yeah. did I go? Yeah, got the pony back there, the little flower lamp. Yeah, it's daughter's room. Is your daughter yeah, like but, a serious horse girl? No, she just liked the painting. Oh, okay, she, cool. but but she does like uh, cars, so that's cool. Oh, so. that's good. At least you're you're so. in uh, you're in, keeping in the family there. My sister yeah. was a horse girl, and believe me, if your daughter just wanted the painting, you got off cheap. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, I don't my like brother cars. had horses, like so, so yeah, we know all about that. And uh, yeah, well, the how, cars are, are are much better habit to have. I think. How well, especially if yeah. you're in uh, your business. Bo is the. Let me, I I don't want to. I want to. Don't mess up the title but long and short of it is you own what is one of if not the biggest ford dealership in the world is it the biggest well well we were the largest volume by ford volume for 29 years for yeah. largest by so, volume yeah yeah, yeah. That, yeah. I, that's what the word biggest means but i've bought three cars from you you've also and i appreciate that my friend very much no problem i'm happy to do it <laughs> and uh you know you were on pimp my ride you now have a new show on discovery called car kings which uh did i just see mad mike's face on that show mm-hmm. yes. yes mad mike is on as well one of my other favorite people uh, who's been with Love you guys? Oh, God, how long Mine has he been too. with you? For like ten plus years now. Uh, Fifteen years. 15 years. Wow. If you that's what's getting weird, man, is how uh, time's going by and how long we've been at this. It's uh, it, it is kind of bizarre, but it's all good. And it's yet fun. your hair strangely getting darker. <laughs> getting it's uh, uh, um, well, my my. I'm lucky to have daughters because they're dying my hair for me at home. Oh, not a so. dick. I'm just giving you <laughs> shit because I really no, was about your true. skunk look. You're, you yeah. you had a really good like skunk lock, you know, that has been uh, has been dyed out, I guess, by your daughters. Well, I to give you some all crap. that was was just being lazy because it has to do with when I dye my hair, and I'm very lazy about it. So yeah, it, my hair is pretty much like gray and white at this point. It's terrible. you look like the frontman of a rock band. Yeah, and, it, and this 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 team you have has been like 15 years. You're like, yeah, you know, we've been touring for for a long time. Like, it's working out. You guys, <laughs> yeah, dude. Cool. You keep making been on shows. the road for like a decade and a <laughs> half now. You know, finally hitting home. Now, but it's uh. Uh, you know, I, I, I timed it perfectly where just when I was supposed to get a haircut, we were not allowed to go anymore. So yeah, now, um, now you can just rock it long forever. And yeah, now my daughters and, and wife threatened to just cut it in the middle of the night. So I have to sleep with one eye open, but anyway. Hey man, it's okay. I'm I, I'm proving to be very smart on a few levels. I put a gym in my house a couple years ago, and now yep. my friends all want to like book time <laughs> in my house. <laughs> and I eliminated haircuts a couple years ago, and that's been working out pretty good too. Very uh, smart. Yeah, eliminating yeah. haircuts is to me the most wonderful thing. Even though I love you know Juan, he takes care of me, but you know I love the freedom of not uh, not having a haircut. 
Dude, when you if you ever get to the the donut, you know what I mean. I started to go mm-hmm. donut, and then it was pff, outski. Just 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 pull off the band aid, commit, go full <laughs> bick, and and there's no going back. It's quite. It's not only luxurious, Bo. It's aerodynamic. For skiing, excellent. It's shiny. Yeah, it's great. Like I was driving, a, I was driving a Morgan all week. A new Morgan nice. Plus Four. Have you? When was the last Morgan you drove? Oh my gosh, decades probably. I've, I've not, not driven, driven a modern, modern Morgan. Morgan. Well, modern but is a modern term Morgan used. Like, like, you know, there's, that's an oxymoron. I know. I know what I just said. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, but man, so, yeah, you, you nothing makes people smile when they see you go by, like driving in a Morgan. I mean, you're a man of class. I love those things. And you know what? I've never driven a three-wheeler. That's something I'm dying to do. You're missing out. Because I love that style of car. Because, you know, like like for me, an XK120 Jaguar is one of the funnest cars to drive. Not the most powerful, not the best at everything. But there's something about, like, how small it is and, and this huge steering wheel. And, and you feel like you're in a, a four-wheel motorcycle. You know what I mean? Exactly. Something so wonderful about that. There, I love that thing. If That's you, what I want to take You're out really missing out by not having driven a three-wheeler. A three-wheeler is like driving a biplane. It's, it's <laughs> That's what it looks like. It is. It's crazy, dude. You have to you have to give yourself a character that starts with like Baron Vaughn something. Yes. And put on a really long scarf and like a leather jacket and some fucking goggles. I mean, it, you have to be very hardcore to drive one of these things there and, and, but and to me that's part of the fun is like dressing up for it oh yeah well i uh, zach <laughs> zach took the plus four one day over the weekend uh with his girlfriend and when he went to give it back to me they were like in costume it was so, it was so fun <laughs> that's awesome i mean my only costume was like i have a hat otherwise i was wearing clothes i normally wear but she like went went all out and it was real fun we were doing voices the whole time yeah. we were doing <laughs> i was mid-atlantic accent i was just like, like yeah see it, I'll take you out for a drive, sweetheart. We know you can't drive a car. It's too dangerous. You're too temperamental. Come on. <laughs> and, and see, that, that's the joy of an automobile right there. It's not just about transportation or four wheels. It's not even about, look, what you're talking about. Not even anything about the car. It's just having fun with the yeah. spirit of it. Yeah, no, and objectively, the car is terrible. Yes. I mean, any, yeah. any, there's no statistic that makes it look yeah. good. I mean, it's like uh, uh, materials, ladder frame. Wood yeah, sub yeah. wood substructure, hand hammered aluminum. Okay, good. Yes, this is going to yeah. be fine. And yet, how much fun <laughs> did you have driving that car? It's the it's the best. I mean, it's it really is. It's 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 very exciting to drive, and it really is. It makes otherwise mundane uh, tasks very fun and and um and interesting. Well, it was a car. I think that it's an experience at any speed. Like yeah. it's an experience yeah. to drive that car versus, you know, we we're up there in the canyons. We we're seeing people go by in modded vets and Camaros and you know whatever else, McLarens, and all of them were like waiting for the moment that they could go full throttle, like second, third gear, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. Like that's all they get yeah. all day. They're just waiting for that one little chance. And this thing, like five miles an hour, sitting still, like everything about it is. It's an always experience. fun. Yeah, yeah it's, it's always, always a good fun. Time. But God help you, oh. you know, there's a couple on, on the 405, you know, going over the hill. Ooh. There's a couple of those, you know, little yumpers where you get, Whoop-de-doos. I mean, proper negative G. I mean, bad. where you where no, you bad. are, you are held into that car by the seatbelt as your ass ex- exits the seat. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Crazy. Yeah, yeah the, 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 the turning wheels are 19 feet away 
<laughs> and, not, and not connected to the steering wheel by all measure of tactile feedback. Uh, it, it, you know what I felt? It felt like it feels like you're steering a dinghy. Yeah. Like you just turn the outboard and the front just does something. That's what that's what the car like. That's how it reacts to your steering. It's very weird. And yet, I swear, uh, it's good. I, like, yeah. Somehow, so, all these. Yeah, things, yeah. After, and the, the funny, funny thing is, after, after that description, I just want to drive it more. Yes. You, know? <laughs> you want to buy a franchise? Let's go. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going that far, but uh, I definitely want to take it for a drive to Mulholland. You know. Well, dude. Speaking of oddball franchises, how about the fact that over the last couple of months, used spikers are like 300 G's on Bring a Trailer. <laughs> Deserving. Yeah. That- well, they're Good amazing, old. but Bo had the franchise back in the Good day. Good old Victor, man. <laughs> like, back in the day, they were a tough sell, you know? Not much is... Oh. What's changed? You know, perception of uh, scarcity. Mm. It is a cool car. Everyone was like an individual work of art because they were hand-built that way, and they were, I thought, pretty darn cool. We got and sold one officially and uh then it was it was done and victor always had a promise that never quite came true but uh you know i still think they're 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 pretty cool did you ever drive the the one that you had oh yeah absolutely they were fucking rowdy they were so cool to drive they really were a good time something really raw about it you know the 18 uh, inch exhaust length i mean that (laughs) from from cylinder head to exit of car was about 18 inches Uh, they ripped man and nick at vf engineering built a supercharger for that thing too that made it like super scary yeah it was uh yeah it was was a cool moment but yeah that's what'll happen uh and uh you know it's like it's like a weird thing like a vector you know it's worth nothing for a long time then all of a sudden there's some interest in it and then people forget about it but you know the the 80s got hot again in the 90s and now we'll sort of see the 2000s it's crazy the uh that vector got what 750 it was in the middle sevens right Oh, so, something. I mean, uh, that's just for a, a Vector WA for seven hundred grand, man. That's that's just crazy. Yeah, good old Jerry Weigert, man. I, I knew all those guys back in the day. That's the funny. Thing. Well, Jerry's so, Jerry's a local. He would bring the vectors out to the cars and coffee that's like yeah. around the corner from your shop. Yeah, we absolutely. would see those things. And, well, and he he once developed this thing. It was like a, a a motorcycle on the water. I forget what he called it. And I remember I went out one, one time in the pier. We were, like, driving around. I couldn't even hardly get up on the thing because it was so difficult to ride. But, uh, yeah, he was always trying to invent some weird thing. <laughs> and uh, God God bless it. That, that You know, the idea of that vector was really cool. The execution, you know, was okay. But, you know, never quite took off as the American hypercar. But no. yeah, you got to give a guy credit for trying, right? Yeah, I mean, I think it might have been the three-speed automatic gearbox that did it in. I just <laughs> something tells me the Toronado uh, transmission isn't really yeah. supercar material. But like at gas at your place, you have one of the coolest collections of of cars from all periods, and you have some really kind of odd i don't think you have a vector but you have some really oddball stuff in there too where it's like well they tried and (laughs) so yeah no no vectors what's in what do you guys have in there since i haven't been in there in a couple years what's in there now well um on on that path probably lagondas are are a big weird thing that you know we like so yeah i had one of the very few one of four uh lagonda tickford limousines 
Um, I had actually the last Lagonda uh, for, that was made for North America at, at one point and uh, sold that. Unfortunately, that got ruined in a hurricane, and I think it's being restored again. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a, I love Lagondas. I do too. Uh, They're a very know. guilty pleasure of mine, but I've oh. never actually driven one. What do they like to drive? Are they all right? Uh, yeah, the the like the the eighty nine that I had was actually a beautiful, wonderful, smooth car to drive. It pretty much was sorted at that point. Um, the eighty fours, eighty fives, they're uh, more uh, trucky, I guess would be a way to put it. You you know, there, there's a lot of power that goes nowhere. See, yeah. I'm looking at this photo, which I think is an eighty four five, and I'm going yes, and Zach is oh, literally shaking, shaking his head, head and just doesn't get it at all. I don't uh, get it. I, think I, get it. I really get it. And I just imagine they feel like a town car. Like, hopefully. <laughs> no, they're not nearly as nice as a town car. Oh, <laughs> no, And what are no, we no, doing? No. A town car is a beautiful floating yacht. You know, that, I, you know that, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a pureness about a, a town car that, you know, nothing else can replicate a town car. That's not a town car. It doesn't drive, like, anywhere near as good. Uh, what were there? Wait, were there three or four series of Lagondas? Three, right? Uh, four series. Oh, there were four. In fact, okay, was yeah. there was there a five series? Because technically, okay, this is where I wish I just looked up all my things. So um, I'm trying to think. The one and the two didn't come out, but the three was the first version, and then the four had the six headlights, or okay. the fifth had this. Ah, forget it. <laughs> uh, someone's going to get me on a technicality here. Sorry. I don't know, but I, 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 they're all awesome. But I think, I think the newer, the the later ones, I like better from a styling perspective, at least. It's good to know they drove well, better it, too. They had smoothed out the edges. So to me, what I, I like the, um, what I'll call the series three, which is probably wrong, which, which you know had the pop up headlights, uh, and you know had that back end, uh, uh, you know, taillight design that was just uh, crazy as well. You know, with, when you popped up the the trunk. There was something that had to be in the uh, underneath so that uh, it was a reflector on the road. They had some bizarre thing back there. Wait, but what? then in, Wait, I think it was like it shown a light on the road. Yeah, it, I got to look that up again. Mm. It, it had to do with the reflectors. It was some bizarre design problem they had with it. But then in like the 87, 88, 89, or maybe 88, 89, that's when it had the smooth edge, edges and the six headlights. And I agree, there's something really gorgeous about that design in my mind yeah but you know a lot of people hate them too and think it's literally the ugliest car in the world so I, they're super I polarizing but i i really yeah. like them could you guys restore them in-house too the ones you buy or do you, oh, have yeah. you just bought like done ones no we uh, we do both we uh we did evil knievel's lagonda for him um he liked our lagonda and he wanted his restored like ours so we and his had a bizarre like chrysler engine in it <laughs> Um, I've heard stories. Shit, who came in here and told me the story of getting smoked on the highway in by Evil Knievel in an Aston Martin Lagonda? Who was that? Was it like Gail Banks or someone like OG? (laughs) Uh, That would be something a good Gail Banks story. It might have been a or maybe Bruce Meyer or like one of those OG LA guys. I think told me a story about getting smoked by by little Bruce Meyer, evil evil in a in a uh, Lagonda. That dude. Now now talk about a fast Lagonda. That was the fastest Lagonda I'd ever driven. It was incredibly quick, and it would get so hot so fast that literally your right leg would start burning. 
because <laughs> I don't know, it had like no heat insulation. So I think we tried to fix that a little bit, but still that thing got so hot so fast. Well, I bet an old Chrysler fun. V8 probably needs a big radiator. And like, how, where did like the Lagan has a very pointy nose, like a Corvette. Yeah. It probably has like cooling problems, right? Um, that one did. Well, yeah, I mean, if you put, you put a 500 horsepower Chrysler <laughs> yeah, engine exactly. in it. Wait, so when you restored yeah. it, did you put an Aston Martin engine back in it? No, oh. he just wanted it kind of cleaned up and everything. So we went through all the engine and suspension and then repainted and redid the whole car. It just made it gorgeous. That's and, like my uh, dream oh, like pro scene. touring build. Like just an LS, you know, motor or something and like a yeah. six-speed GM auto and keep it simple and just like make it work. And I would f I'd cruise that all day. Right? I, I would too. I, I really want to do one of those like really bad. Like, you should. Like a Legando Resto Mod or you something. You have the resources, <laughs> sir. You should. What else you got? What else you got in the gas collection these days? Um... Well, we've been, uh, you know, focused on the, the show a lot and getting those cars finished. And that's been uh, uh, a lot of what we've been doing and kind of that's that's the new thing in there. So the, the Shelby Pantera has been pretty fun to uh, to work on. And that was a an actual real deal treasure hunt. That was one of the funnest things I've ever had to, the pleasure of, of doing in my life. And we we literally... Um, when we got the Pantera, it had no engine in it. And um, through Shelby and our connections there, because we've known Shelby our entire lives, um, we narrowed it down to the uh, junkyard where it was. And then we went in and actually found the Chrysler NASCAR engine that Lee Iacocca gave to Carol Shelby and then married it back uh, with its body. So this is literally a you know, kind of a Carol Shelby's Resto Mod Pantera. Yeah, so wait, ba back it up real quick. For those who don't know about <laughs> this Pantera, uh, it, yeah. what is the background on this beside it just being Carol Shelby's? Well, uh, Shelby and uh, De Damaso go way back together, and that's a whole story on its own that we didn't have time to tell. Uh, but that, that's basically where you get the Mangusta and the Cobra from. You know, obviously there was the Shelby Cobra first, and and uh, uh, Shelby and Datamaso were working together on on some projects, uh, Peter Brock project, and um, then they had a falling out, and that's how the Datamaso Mangusta came about, and the name was Cobra Killer, you know, on purpose. But at the same time, they had this friendly rivalry as well, and and Datamaso was always trying to get Shelby to be his distributor. So he would, you know, kind of tease him with these cars and it never, you know, Shelby ended up never actually becoming the distributor, but, you know, he had these Panteras to play with. And uh, uh, then, you know, he liked to play with cars and hot rod them out for different things. So he, he was always looking for an excuse for something. And uh, I don't know the entire story, but he wanted to uh, uh, use it for something. Uh, and um, and then the idea came about where uh, Iacocca was getting on on Shelby about creating the next Cobra. And this is obviously after uh, uh, Iacocca had moved over to Chrysler and, you know, the minivan had brought uh, Chrysler a lot of success and they wanted to bring something that was uh, a sports car again. And Iacocca, obviously uh, working with Shelby in the past, uh, wanted to bring back uh, the, the new spirit of the, the new Cobra, which obviously uh, eventually became the Viper. So uh, this was an excuse, uh, uh, probably one of many excuses that Carol would have used to 
get something like a, a NASCAR engine and uh, hot rod out this Pantera, and they kind of use that as an excuse to uh, create a test bed for the Dodge Viper. Listen so here, fucker. this car kind of... <laughs> I'm going uh, to need three became, NASCAR engines. Get them over here. <laughs> so, Set them down. So they, you know, obviously um, they ended up going with a V10 and a Viper, but Shelby was really uh, uh, wanting to use this uh, V8 um uh, which had a twin turbo set up from Gail Banks, who oh, again shit, brought it really? back to life on the show. It was a NASCAR uh, motor with twin turbos on it? Yeah. Yikes. And, uh, wow. Marine turbos, actually. Of and course. that was the thing. So um, <laughs> this is the engine turbos. that Shelby wanted to use and push for. And actually, there was some technology that came out of this Pantera that ultimately was used on the Viper. Nothing super major out of it. But it is really cool that we have this kind of piece of history that sits between the Cobra and the Viper. Yeah. Uh, and it's totally 80s as well, which is totally Well, we're looking <laughs> at a picture awesome. of the, the interior right now. It has the luxury seats and the luxury doors, which are really funny. They're like wrinkly yes. leather, and it's hilarious. Uh, it looks it's, exactly like the kind of car a Texan would be doing cocaine in. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's a white it's interior with polished 80s. wood. Yeah. Burl wood and, everywhere. <laughs> and that's why we just cleaned up the interior. I did not want to redo that. It was, look, this thing only had 1,300 miles on yeah, it. You can't it was barely that. driven by Shelby. So Did you drive you know, it, though? It, oh, yeah, dude. Wow. It was fantastic. And uh, honestly, a little bit scary. It's got to be scary. I had it out on Willow Springs and, uh, you know, where Shelby tested out GT three fifties and the Cobras and, you know, where a lot of racing was done uh, back in the day and, you know, in Cobra versus Ferrari, it's, it's really cool. Cause it's in there. So I get this we joked really kind of surreal we mo- moment, man. Uh, Ford versus Ferrari a lot because they didn't dress up the track at all. They just plopped uh-huh. old cars there and it's like, yeah. okay, yeah, it just, it still looks like that. But did you put the turbos oh, on it or you just put the NASCAR? Oh, yeah. oh it has oh, turbos back on it too. Okay, cool. Uh, what's really cool is that, you know, we get Gail Banks on the show and he actually talks about the car and, you know, something he hadn't thought about him like he says decades and uh, he was able to put it all back together for us with the turbos because uh, that engine came right out of the junkyard they don't show like the work that we did and all, everything we did to get the engine ready but uh, Gail uh, uh, helped us with that and then uh, put the turbos in it we got it running beautifully and I, I took it out on Willow Springs and then uh, got to have some fun with it so there's some there's some perks to my job too which is awesome. yeah no shit I uh, how? Wait, I feel like we buried the lead with finding the engine in the junkyard, though. Can yeah. we go back to that? that? Yeah. Give me, give me the ver. How, how does that happen? So, you know, like a lot of Carol's projects, just kind of got forgotten and thrown in the corner, and that's what happened to this Pantera. So it sat in the corner of Shelby for a long time, and. I don't know why they pulled the engine out of it. I still don't have a good answer for it, but that's something that was very Shelby. Ah, pull that engine out, put it in something else, and it probably got pulled out and forgotten about. And then everything got sold off, and um, we were able to uh, track it down, actually, from somebody that worked uh, previously at, uh, at Shelby and tracked it down to dick's towing and god bless uh, dick he's he was awesome <laughs> did uh and we, did dick we know what he had? through the yard yeah he he because uh there was a connection there and uh that's how we traced it back to uh back to uh, dick's towing and found it in the junkyard 
Wow, that's so awesome. It, it was, yeah, it was a totally surreal moment and absolutely incredible. Did it need to be completely rebuilt or was it actually able to be kind of like, you know, cleaned up and run? Well, it, yeah, it didn't need to be, a, it, it turned, but it still needed, a, a, obviously, everything on it. it, it the, the turbos uh, uh, were redone. Um, there were some things that were some new parts that had to be put on it, but overall, it, it still turned, and it was a, a pretty good engine for That's sitting there pretty, in, a, wow. in a junkyard for 30 years. Or yeah, yeah. NASCAR engines always seem like a good idea. <laughs> yeah, right? That must what is More that? power, yes. What? I had a super performance Cobra with a NASCAR engine in it, oh. and it was detuned to run on pump gas, but it was still a fucking NASCAR engine, and it was a death trap. It was an absolute death trap. Sorry, yeah, Zach, we're going to go ahead. how scary these things are. Yeah. You know? This is... That's no fooling. I mean, literally, we we're talking about you know earlier about how you know not driving very fast and being scared. The scaredest I've ever been driving has been at like three miles an hour. You know, but it, yeah, it, 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 that was that bathtub ridiculous thing that we did, which literally oh, had a yeah. you know a, I don't even know six hundred like, horsepower na uh, Hemi in it, and I'm sitting there uh, literally sitting on a toilet seat driving this thing. So. <laughs> That was the scariest per mile an hour I've ever uh, uh, driven. Have you ever been on um, one of those V8 bar stools? <laughs> like, that was this, basically. Uh, yeah. Death trap. Except Absolute it was a toilet. Trap. And, and, and I had my whole family in two bathtubs uh, in the back of this thing. That uh, that that was the stupidest uh, drive I've ever made. Oh, my God. One, yeah, that sounds, that sounds properly scary. I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'll pass on that. What was the power okay. delivery like from a twin turbo like NASCAR engine from the past? Because we know that turbos nowadays, you get so much torque down low. They work really well compared to how they used to. But I mean, how did it feel? Um, honestly, like nothing else I've driven. It was uh, um, very. You could definitely feel an American NASCAR, you know, just brutal, you know power out of the thing uh and also i'm sitting there driving uh trying to repeat lines i've memorized on this track on a car i've never driven before so i was scared to death yeah, <laughs> not as easy as going it around this track and i was like completely discombobulated uh, during a lot of this drive so it's hard to give you like an exact like here's how every angle felt but it was like uh, definitely a raw horsepower moment in a, you know, I haven't spent a lot of time behind the wheel of a regular Pantera, but it was nothing like a normal Pantera. A really well-sorted original one is a very nice thing to drive. Yeah. Like a good rest, a good restored one is a, is, it feels very European and really, yeah. really nice. Uh, our, our buddy Matt Stone had one as a daily driver for many years and drove oh, that really? thing. I don't even know how many miles. As a daily driver? Did he really? Yeah, years he Gangster. drove that Pantera. Uh, people in L.A. have uh, have uh, have had some really interesting daily drivers. I really like that. There's, I was reading oh, sports so car market. LA. Yeah, yeah. I was reading a sports car market earlier today, and there was like some very last version. I think it was like 1991, maybe. I think it was called like an SE91 or something like that. And it had, it didn't even have pop-up headlights anymore. It had like these weird, almost Lagonda-like headlights and a really rounded 90s body kit on it. Did you, have you ever seen one of those things? 
Like the, so what kind it, of car again? It was like the very, very last Pantera. The really Oh yes. When they made it yeah, like, it like a, super nineties. Yes, it was it was like was it ninety two, I think? Yeah. It was the right the real end of the Pantera. Yes. And it became yeah. very round. Uh, and Zach, they only, I, I want to say they only built like there. 40 or the, of those or something like that. It's a very SI, low Pantera number. Pantera SI, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, they, it, it's, it's very interesting looking what they there did it with it. Uh, yeah, the front end is like just completely different. It's It looks yeah. almost like one of those uh, uh, Alpha like CZs or one of those things, like those oh, yeah, weird Europeans. Little F3. Can you imagine that thing kept going? It's too bad, you know? Well, the Ring Brothers did an awfully pretty oh, uh, attempt I love that at it, thing. didn't they? Yeah. I drove Brilliant. it. I drove it. It drove. It drove really weird, but it was. It was gorgeous. When you did, well, did you, when you did uh, Shelby's, did you go through the? Whole, is it the whole thing? Did you sort out all the suspension and stuff oh, yeah. like that too? That's awesome. And we went through everything in the car. That's awesome. Where's yeah, the car? It's, it, uh, it's over at the collection, man. Is it? Come oh, by. I gotta yeah. come see it. Yeah, come. We'll yeah. bring it out. We'll, we'll take it out sometime. Oh, I'd love to. Yeah. Then you can tell me how you think it drives. Uh, I, 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 I can't help myself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look at the difference between the, the yeah. The, look at the that. Seventy. So, this is seventy-two. Yeah. And then you jump ahead and like what ninety-four. Twenty. Yeah. Twenty-two years. Ninety-one. I'll tell you what. The Morgan Plus Four has changed less in seventy oh, yeah. years. Yes. <laughs> this is the seventieth year of the Morgan Plus Four. It's and that, cool. you know, I don't mean like the 70th year of the 9-11. Like imagine Porsche was yeah. building the 67 the, 9-11 now. The same way. <laughs> same. Same way. Exactly. It's, it's like it. the original Beetle. How yeah. long was that built for? It's the oh, same yeah. Thing. Was that 50, Except, 55 maybe? 60? Yeah. Because Until, the Morgan was wasn't it? continuous. There's a couple gaps. That's why the Beetle gets all the glory there. Mm. I thought it was continuing. Well, no, they took, they, they took a couple of years off. In the in the 90s, they took a couple of years off, and they took uh, a couple of years off in the 70s as well. But, um, yeah. And the family finally sold now, right? So they, they're like a, yeah. a, a minority owner now. And, you know, it was always a bummer to me to hear, but hopefully that allows them to continue their business. Yeah, whatever they're doing. Morgans. I hope it works because yeah. the cars are awesome. And apparently they have an all-new chassis. That is uh, attempting yes. to get homologated for the U.S. in uh, low volume, so that's good. Yeah, that's very cool. What uh, what else uh, from uh, car uh, from the show have you uh, have really stood out to you? Because this that well, that's a, that's a tough one to beat. Shelby's personal <laughs> Pantera. Yeah. So, um, like I mentioned uh, just a minute ago, one of the craziest uh, show rods of all time, uh, Bob Reisner's uh, bathtub which kind of launched and uh, kind of identified the whole show rod uh, genre, which is just basically taking an engine and, uh, you know, hot rod and, and putting the craziest thing you can imagine. So that's literally, you know, whatever people were building, you know, crazy things, out, uh, crazy cars out of everything back then, pool tables, phone booths. I mean, just stupid things you can't even imagine. So this is this like the Ed Roth of, style of hot rodding where it's oh, just no that way. This is, this is a wholly diff different genre. This is show rod. So literally, I'm sitting on a toilet and uh, two bathtubs, and that's, and that's where the passengers that's ride. That's amazing. So, with a big Hemi engine between us. Oh, so dude. This, I want to drive that. That is so dangerous. <laughs> that is the scariest per, per mile an hour I've ever gone in my life. Yeah. Um, 
So that's like a Woodward so, Dream Cruise build, basically. Yeah, that that, that was nuts. So then um, uh, for tonight's episode, uh, we're actually doing George Barris's uh, Little Red Wrecker. So um, uh, I'm actually wearing my George uh, Barris T-shirt today in honor of George oh, the that's King. Cool. Nice. Uh, actually, the last, kind of bittersweet. Last time I wore this shirt was at his funeral. Unfortunately, God, God bless him. God rest his soul. Uh, George Barris. Uh, what is the one little of my, red uh, record? Oh wow! Idols. Look at that thing. Wow, so, it's a, is that uh, an actual functional tow truck? It it uh, well it could tow something. It is a functional hot rod, and that thing drives <laughs> and is one of the most dangerous cars that could ever be driven. <laughs> so that's pre-restoration right there. That was a uh, a a remake. So that was the third version of Little Red Wrecker. Um, and uh, this tonight's episode is about TV and movie cars. And um, this was the car that was Red Foxes. Uh, and it was meant to be when in Sanford and Son, I'm sure you watched that as a kid growing up, if you're you know, anywhere near my age. Uh, but Sanford and Son, I love that TV show. And uh, this was going to be the episode where Red Fox won the lottery. <laughs> and this was going to be the ultimate tow truck that he got. Oh, my Unfortunately, God. Unfortunately, that episode never happened. Uh, the, the show ended. Red Fox quit. And um, this car never got its 15 minutes of fame. So we're going to give it its 15 minutes of fame, hopefully tonight. And we restored it back to when it was going to be on Sanford and Son. So, so wait, really, but as uh, we were looking at it, uh, as we were looking at it there, it, it looks, you know, it's amazing, you know, crushed velour and some, this, this like cantilevered front cabin there. And, uh, oh, is that, is that the, the Sanford and Son there, Zach? Let Bo see that one too. It, it looked a little more future-y, uh, whereas this one I think we've got pulled up is a little plainer with like head, regular kind of headlights in it and stuff. Um, yeah. It's a really wild design. It's pretty I don't cool. even know how to describe it, but it looks awesome. Yeah, that it's a well. In the, in the other car that we work on in this show is the Batmobile. So you know the the, the George Barris definitive, you know, TV and oh, movie yeah. car, the one that kind of like you know launched that every TV show had to have its own car kind of a thing. So um, I know, drove like the one Batmobile of the replicas of that one. It was funny. <laughs> The, the, what? The, the, when you drive those Batmobiles, I drove one for a TV show once. Yeah. And they're hilarious because they drive like kind of just normal old cars until you go to make a like a left turn yes. and you realize it has half a steering wheel. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you go to grab something that's not there. And it weighs about eight tons and uh, yeah, it's, and it just etches over a little bit at a time. What's your favorite uh, Batmobile yeah, though? What? What's your favorite Batmobile is the question. Well, the George Barris uh, original Batmobile, that that has to be number one. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of like the Batman Forever one, to be honest. But yeah, they were yeah. they all had their, you know, their moment. The Batman and, uh, Forever one is the one that was halfway between a dildo and a Gillette razor, right? It, it had <laughs> you, know what? you said it on me. I, <laughs> I like the uh, Tim Burton Batman. The Tim Burton Batman Tim is Burton's my jam. Tim Burton's cool. Very yeah. cool. And, uh, yeah, you know, seen one of those haven't driven that but uh you know those are actually you can make those street legal which is beyond crazy well jeff, um, jeff dunham's got yeah, that's a, the kind of uh, now at the same time i appreciate all automotive art in in some way shape or form and you know it, it's uh, 
it, it's it, you're allowed it's, to have an opinion, Bo. It's okay. You don't have to hedge your yeah, loathing of a Batmobile. Me. I gotta be honest. That well, was the, the toughest one. This yeah, movie yeah. in general, everything was over the top. So I don't think yeah. the car wasn't standing out in that crowd like, whoa, the car went nuts, but the costumes yeah. are very reserved. Yeah, like, they put all nipples of, on the costumes. Nipples, you had yeah, Mr. Yeah. Freeze, like it was oh, just that all the out of control. Yeah, that yeah. explains that Mat- Batmobile. <laughs> exactly. So there, there you go. But then like the Tumblr, I thought the Tumblr was super cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like very original. It didn't follow some formula or try to be something from the past. It created its own future, which I really love. So um, I admire that very much. So, yeah. I mean, I, you know, the whole Batman series has great cars all the way through. I the Tumblr was good because it actually was like practical. It wasn't just yeah. like, this is a jet engine, but it goes pretty much normal car speeds. Right. <laughs> no, Tumblr seemed like it, it, it fit a narrative, you know? It's like, right. oh, I could, I could see that actually working as a military, you know, experimental vehicle. Exactly, exactly. And that's what good. I dig about it. But I also, I totally get you because like Motorama era, you know, 50s concept cars were also the shit. Oh man, that's those are some of the coolest cars in the world, man. In my opinion. Do you have any of those no. in the collection? I no, always got, no. get really excited when I would see those go at like Barrett Jackson and stuff. When it was like the that Pontiac Banshee concept oh, and the like that stuff that. was so oh, great. Did you see that Pontiac Banshee concept is for sale at a Kia dealership? <laughs> yes. What's up with that, man? I don't know. We could also say that like. Yo, this Carol Shelby's personal Pantera is for sale at a Ford dealer. Like, you know what I mean? Exactly. You can say that too. Yeah, but I love that. There yeah, look is. how cool this, this is. is. Gorgeous. Pontiac Banshee concept, and I, I guess uh, a, for, a Kia dealer somewhere has got it in their collection, and they want like 700 Gs for it or something. I mean, it's like a better looking C3 Corvette, which I think is a very good looking car. This just. It, oh, it has like Opal GT lights, kind yeah. of. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you know, it has a little bit of that kind of Opal uh, GT like the hard light, top, doesn't it? Man. It also reminds me of the Fitch Phoenix. Do you remember that one? John Fitch, who was the the safety guy, he built a car that he tried to sell through GM called the Fitch Phoenix, and it looks okay. A lot you got to like pull that, that one up. I got. I, I got to see that. This one. might be even too nerdy. This because he lived right by Lime Rock. Oof. Oh, that's it. And, Nothing's uh, too nerdy. He lived right up by Lime Rock, and so I would see him driving it around up until he was very old. I guess in hindsight, it doesn't look that much oh. like it. You know that thing. That's super cool. I've n- I, I don't know what that is. You see the double spare tires behind the front wheels? It's very Lamont. That, How do you that get I the love. tires in or out? You pop the engine bonnet like a clamshell, oh, the front wow. bonnet, and the wheels, are, the tires are just in there. This is a interesting looking car. Yeah. It is. Uh, how long is that the hood? This is very it's, Laganda. It's about the size of a C3 <laughs> yeah. Corvette. The it's hood is the size a of a C3 Corvette, Corvette underneath it. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Wow. So was that like a kit car? No. This guy, uh, John Fitch, uh, very famous for his innovations in safety and motorsports, racing, the Fitch barriers, that kind of stuff. Uh, he wanted to build a car with a GM, and they got a couple of prototypes together. They might have built two or three. I think the one we're looking at on the screen is Fitch's personal car. It looks like the same color. And it, it just never happened. They never sold any cars, but he kept one of the prototypes and kept driving it for the whole rest of his life. That is super cool. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know where they're at now, but if but if you went to Lime Rock Park, which is my local track back in New York, um you'd see him all the time driving it around up there at races and stuff and yeah. 
It was cool. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, it's yeah, the perfect it, car for it, your collection, honestly. So you just you just saw this dude driving his own car. Yeah, and I was and I cool. was younger, and I was like, "Who the fuck is that guy?" And they're like, "That's John Fitch." And I'm like, "Who the fuck is John?" I didn't I didn't understand it until later, that's but yeah, so there. Cool. Look at that. When that's I, a great picture. That is so Fitch cool. Phoenix. When I was growing up, um, and my dad was driving me to to school, I used to uh, see Madman Months on the freeway all the time because <laughs> uh, Months, you know, was right next door to Galpin. So good old Madman Months and his. I would never forget his like egg egg like egg color whatever you call that off white yeah yeah uh, months that he he drove everywhere that was so cool the off white man that was the color of that era yeah it's it's like just like chalk is going to be the color of our era right the blue gray or the mm -hmm. chalk color that's that's the and, hot and matte black yeah. unfortunately <laughs> matte black well, was like the the two thousand you guys are talking about some of the trendier ones like unfortunately every like our our era is gray which yeah is sad to you say. know what? It's like, yeah. that is accurate we come out with these beautiful colors and people walk into the dealership oh my gosh i love that color does it come in gray yeah and, and, and it's like ah oh, please and you you, you go out and that's that's one thing that kind of bumps me out a little bit about you know today you go out on the freeway and what do you see it's like gray and black and white and then then when you see like a a green or a yellow car look how it pops like even red and blue pop now but man i would just encourage people buy a car with a color in it i you completely know? agree with yeah. you dude and colors aren't in in a lot of cars a cool color is like less expensive than you think if you're willing to yeah. wait just a little bit like i just had a panamera which is a you know very expensive car uh, as a as a demo but mamba green which is the greatest oh. color ever was only 800 bucks like 800 dollars yes. is a lot of money but on a hundred and fifty five thousand dollar car it's definitely not a lot of money and, and so yeah yeah. Um, for the record, Bo, I've bought three cars from you. Four cars. Thanks. Holy shit, I bought four cars from you, not three. I bought an orange truck. I bought a red awesome. Volvo. And I've bought oh, a yeah? blue Fiesta and a blue Focus. So that's, I bought four cars from you in, in good colors. Well, thank you, my friend. You know, the, I think the Fiesta is the one I didn't know about. Uh, yeah, because I bought it from... Um, Matt uh, Parsons and I didn't get you involved. <laughs> I didn't. You know why? It wasn't like the new shit. It, it hadn't just come out. It wasn't like I need the first one. It was like I just need, <laughs> just need one. Because <laughs> I remember your RS, man. I still love that car. RS is one of my all-time favorite cars. Uh, Focus RS. And believe it or not, this is going to sound weird, but one of my favorite cars to drive is a Fiesta ST. Doesn't sound weird at all. I miss my Fiesta ST very much. It's the best car. It was oh, the best car ever. Oh, it was an ever. ST. Yeah, yeah, Fiesta ST. Oh, yeah, you blue didn't Fiesta say that ST. part. What oh, a sorry. great car, right? Yes, the the best car, and I, I liked it more than I liked the Focus RS by a pretty substantial margin. It was okay, so isn't fun. Isn't that weird? Because you know the, the 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 not so secret secret back in the day is that people love the Fiesta ST more than the Focus ST. Uh, but to say liking it more than the RS, that's a statement. And, you know, I'm right right there with you. To me, the two cars, they're very close in how much I love driving them. There's would, no substitute know, it's, for it's weight, so dude. The, the Fiesta ST was 2,700 yeah. pounds. There's no substitute really? for for a sub 3,000 pound curb weight, um, you know. And and the 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 Focus RS was fun, but it's like 3,500 pounds. You know what I mean? And and it needed yeah. the, it needed technology and it needed a very stiff suspension to yeah. to make that work. Um, do you know which? Uh, uh, I, I don't do this very often, but do you know which ST I actually found? 
was the uh, uh, the auto show ST done in uh, uh, in Ford? Uh, uh, oh, blue. the special color one. Yeah, you know how they painted the whole lineup like in the, the Ford GT, GT color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Shelby and the Raptor and the RS and the STs. Yeah, and they painted them all the same color. So I actually found the uh, uh, the Fiesta ST, and um, that's that. That's why, and it matches our Ford GT. Oh, do you have it uh, still? Huh? You have it still? Yeah. Oh, I remember seeing oh. a story like a year or so ago. I think maybe it's the guy you bought it from, the of the guy exactly. who had it and was selling it. It was a great story. Yeah. So, yeah, that, it's a and it matches awesome our Ford uh, GT, which to me it just blows my mind. And believe it or not, those two cars are both like amazingly fun to drive back to back too. I mean, look, the Ford GT wins in any, you know, that, that that's nothing it really compares to driving that. But Fiesta ST still amazing fun even compared to a Ford GT. Do you prefer driving on the street the last Ford GT or the current Ford GT? The street car. Oh, you know what? This new GT, you could drive it like and forget it. You you could you could drive it like a normal car, like an automatic car. I mean with a the last GT, at least it was a stick, right? Yeah. But this one, no, you could forget you're driving a GT. It's that it has that good of manners. And then you step on the gas and then you remember you're driving a race car. Does that, does that going back to the Morgan though, does that take away from the experience of driving that car unless you can step on it because you can forget you're in it? I mean, when I, I shouldn't say it that way. You never forget. That thing is so. I don't think you can like, really I mean, forget. You're driving you. a race car. When I say you forget, you're driving yeah, yeah. it. You don't have to constantly be worried about it. Does that make sense? It won't bite like, you. you. The old one can yeah, bite you a little bit if you're not yeah, kind of careful. Yeah, and this one you can sit in traffic and not even think about it, but you you still know you're driving a Ford GT at every moment. So forgive me for saying you'd forget you're driving it. That every moment you're driving this car, you're loving driving this car. Even sitting in traffic, you're loving driving this car, even though you're angry or in traffic. But uh, it is, you know, it, it's easy to drive, I guess, in in one way. But when you want it to be unbelievably fast and scary it will be that for you too it is you know you're it's a race car it, it's it's amazing those two generations of cars really reflect the intended purpose like i think with the last gen car they were like we're going to build the best road car ever and at the time i actually think that was the best road car you could buy i agree and now with the new one they're like uh we need to homologate something for lamar so what do you you know what i mean and you drive the street car and you go oh well this is a race car okay <laughs> i see what you've done here you have well, you have built a race car and it has a trunk that fills that holds a Nazi war helmet and nothing else. <laughs> it, well, it doesn't really hold that. But, it won't uh, even. But, you know, so, you know, Raj, Raj Nair and the team, they worked on this literally in the basement of Ford Motor Company. And that's what's so brilliant about it is the road car and the race car were developed side by side. Uh, the race car being the intended, you know, the, the, the race car is purely a race car. And then when they built the road car next to it, they just figured out how to work around the race car to you know put things to make it homologated and, and street legal so it is a pure race car that just has then things that make it road legal on it but it's a race car yeah, yeah they they, they had know. two race cars and then they just added reflectors yes. <laughs> to one yes. of them and they put on a sticker that said license plate goes here and they were like we've converted to a, a street car gentlemen yeah, there really isn't anywhere you good got on it. a 4 gt yeah. for a license plate <laughs> 
actually. It's kind of, yeah. it's really funny when they don't even try. They're like, yeah, ah, just you got to screw the tow hook in, and that's where the license plate goes or whatever. Yeah, that yeah, we don't like to talk about that uh, front license plate on a Ford GT. That would just bro, be, uh, you pay the cost to be the boss. That's how it works yeah. with with the supercars. You know what I mean? Although I I I'm I don't know about you because you're in the business, but I had a friend who would take a, a scan of the license plate and then printed me a sticker that was the that was an image of the license plate that was a sticker that I put on the front, and while. Not a substitute necessarily for a front plate. Definitely a substitute for nothing, which is the alternative that I would have yeah. gone with. And I've had a couple of cops tell me that that was an acceptable and creative solution and that they were cool it, with that. It, to me, and I'm not sure technically on the law, but if they can read your license plate to get their uh, tax revenue for going on the roads and tolls, and cops can find you, then it probably is legal. And if they can't, it's probably not. Would be my guess. Yeah. But as long as they can get their money and find you, it's probably cool. Yeah. They. I. I got. I mean, not that I got a written approval, but it was for a car where you don't want to put a front plate on a, a sticker. Yeah. Not a terrible plan. It's a pretty good idea. I, it's a great idea. Um, can I can I ask you how business is with with the whole with what's with yeah. the fucking shutdown and all this? Are you allowed to sell the cars and work on cars? Are you guys essential? What's the story? We have been deemed essential, uh, yeah, which is a strange term. Um, we have been um, continuing to run service uh, even through uh, the, the COVID shutdown. And as an essential business, cars need to be on the road, and uh, we have been continuing to service cars. Uh, the mayor did clarify we are selling cars online now. So we had actually just developed an online buying tool for Galpin, which, you know, the timing worked out well. So someone can literally go on galpin.com, find their car, uh, put in some information, get all the pricing, get their financing and literally buy the car online today. We deliver it to the home and everything is disinfected. All the cars, when they're in for service, they get disinfected coming in. Everyone's in masks and gloves. They get disinfected going out. So we have measures for everything uh, coming in the door and going out of the door. So we're, we've adapted the way we do business, and it's going to be like this for a period of time. And um, this is going to be our kind of new normal for a while. Are people so while like we can't, buying you know, we're cars not having right customers now? come in the Sorry. showroom, we can yeah. bring the cars to you. Are people buying right now? I mean, what's, is, is, is it kind of like, I, I feel like I don't even, I don't really, I don't, if I wanted a car right now, would I go buy a car right now? I don't even know. Well, they're like, you know, for example, uh, you know, some of the manufacturers like Ford, you know, no payments for six months. So if your manufacturer mm -hmm. is still making you make your payments, someone say, well, I'll, I'll trade that car in and then not make payments for six months when we, you know, hopefully are getting our, our way out of this thing. Uh, other people need vehicles. I mean, and other people, look, they continue to work and they're in essential businesses and look, their income isn't really affected and yeah. they're out buying cars. So over the weekend, we sold probably what would be a normal day uh, uh, for us, uh, you know, pre-virus. We sold like maybe 50 cars over the weekend. Oh, wow. Uh, well, normally we sell a few hundred. Uh, so it's, uh, yeah, there's still a few people buying a car. Now service numbers, here's what's crazy. We're still servicing you know, a couple hundred cars a day. So it's a pretty decent volume that that's coming in for service, mm. but that's still, you know, 40, 50% of the business that we'd normally have. Yeah. So, but you know, people are bringing in their recalls that they have safety recalls. It's not a bad time to get it done. Uh, we can actually pick up and deliver for service as well. So 
we're still doing business because uh, business still needs to be done. Oh, man, I bet. I mean, you know who's in good business right now? Flatbed manufacturers. <laughs> Every dealer's got to do a touchless delivery, so it's like the flatbed manufacturers have got to be cranking them out. Yeah, well, and, uh, you know, the disinfectant makers. We have the, it, It's oh, pretty yeah. impressive now. The, we have these whole fog machines that come in and, like, fog the entire dash and everything so when we deliver cars i mean it's 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 literally going to be the cleanest environment you have is going to be the inside of your car wow uh, once you get it back so um you know and that's going to be how it is from now we're going to have we're about we're about a month away from having so much hand sanitizer everywhere like all these chemical companies and everyone is pivoting to hand sanitizer and it takes a couple weeks to get it going or whatever we're about to have a flood of hand sanitizer oh ralph had a display it It was like two dollars and it was 16 ounces whereas you know two weeks ago zero yeah yeah I'm, I'm, I mean, like body I think, sanitizers, you know, just spraying it all over your whole yeah. self. Axe body sanitizer. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> no, that's a that's an SNL skit right there. Be good, like, be like clean. The full, the full hazmat shower yeah. axe. <laughs> be bad, but be clean. Yeah. Axe. Oh, man, that's that, crazy. That might work. Who knows? Like, yeah. The only virus you'll catch with this is if you have sex. Axe body spray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, do we have any uh, questions on the super chat, Zach, specifically for Bo before we uh, let him cruise out, and we can do our our own normal thing? Um, Bo, while Zach is looking, uh, when can people catch Car Kings on Discovery? Uh, well, every Monday night, and the time varies and changes. Like on on on. Uh, uh, ours direct it starts at seven o'clock tonight and then a second time at 11 o'clock other places it's on at 10 o'clock tonight uh, but it's on discovery uh, car kings on monday nights all right and then it's on discovery go you can buy it on amazon so it's uh, it's everywhere now which is cool it's a tough, it's tough tonight, to plug, though. You used to be able, when it was Pimp My Ride, you just be like, Thursdays at 8. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, all right, where is it? Well, it's a long story. <laughs> yes. Well, and they moved the time, so that kind of changed things. They changed the name from Driven to Car Kings. Then they changed the time. So, you know, they're, they're, they're a little bit of a moving target. But uh, uh, And also, a lot of people are streaming now, which is why the name was changed, because there's also a Driven golf show that people couldn't oh. they were DVRing the wrong show and everything, so that's why they changed it to Car Kings. Uh, two layers of disappointment there. <laughs> yes. I'm twenty minutes in and there is no mention of Titleist yet. I yes. am very confused. You guys yeah, should do so. a crossover episode. I would <laughs> really, love to. Really yeah, that'd be great. Uh, we, we'll, we'll build anything. You know? No, but having but, been uh, in TV as long as you have, that pretty much that sounds like TV, doesn't it? Okay, there's there's all kinds of ways to make things fun and interesting. To me, as long as we got cars involved, we can we can figure out how to have fun with it. Yeah. But yeah, so tonight I'm really excited. It's one of my favorite episodes, which is you know George, the George Barris episode with uh, Lil Red Wrecker and the Batmobile, and honoring George's uh, legacy with Joji. Um, and it's just a fun episode. And if you like hot rods, if you like even if you don't even like cars which everyone of your listeners obviously likes cars, but it's, it's kind of something that, that I think the whole family could enjoy along if you're a total car fanatic like we are. So try to get something that's kind of fun for, for both of us. The, uh, you mentioned before that that was the second, the Red Wrecker was the second scariest vehicle, second to the toilet-bathtub combo. What, what made it so scary? Dude, there's like a, you know, the, the, 
there's a hemi like literally like an inch from your back <laughs> and a, it's it's you got to just see it. it it's terrifying that looks so terrifying. scary like yeah, that, the, the belts are spinning i don't know 4 inches behind you like if you had if your hair was 6 inches longer you might be yeah, in a very I, bad situation i let dave drive that one in it's that severe <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. I, I have my own creative way of driving the car tonight because it is literally the most terrifying car I think possibly conceived. So you, there's a creative way I have of driving the car around tonight. That's kind of cool. That that actually is probably my favorite one of my favorite parts that we've done. So we just have to have to check it out. So well, so someone we asked, got that, oh. and then we got a, um, a coming up. We do a, a Big Daddy Roth episode and bring back the Wishbone, which was his most hated vehicle. He uh, you know, a creation that was uh, hated by its creator. Uh, but at the same time, it's really super cool. And then we do a, a Brubaker box. So uh, oh. we're doing some fun stuff. Brubaker boxes, A, are amazing. They are the yes. coolest. And I, why did Ed, Ed Roth hate the wishbone? It looks like a real cool little three-wheeler. It is. A, well, it has four wheels. Oh, it does have four wheels? It look, yeah, it looks like a real three-wheeler because it has that kind of vibe to it. Because it, it, it very much... Uh, was like the trikes of his day uh, and he was building trikes at the time so it does have that kind of trike vibe to it but uh, simple he couldn't make money from it oh. uh, Revel the model kit company was how he made money and they rejected it because of its complexity up front in uh -huh. that suspension and with the things that point out that they feared kids would pluck their eyeballs out with uh, so Revel declined to make it as a, um, a toy so he cut it in half and threw it in the garbage. Wow. That's true. For That's the cool people looking. not on the video, it's basically a, th a more, if you took a, a, the tub from a Polaris slingshot and put bayonets on the front of it, that's pretty much that <laughs> is, uh, It kind of looks like the, the land speeder. Yes. They have it at, 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 uh, at, at eye level. Star Wars land speeder with wheels on it. Yeah. Is, there, is, that, a is that a driver? Is there except, a with the, except it has pointy out front instead of a, a rounded front. But yeah, the two bubbles uh, that that uh, uh, are there for the driver and the passenger, and you kind of like lay back in a thing when you're driving it. It's it's horrifying to drive. Where um, is the man. engine? It's in the back. It's, oh, is uh, that it? Uh, Shit. Volkswagen. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Zach just found a picture of the engine, and, and it won't come up all the way, but it's really jammed in there, huh? Wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think it's so cool looking. I think it's pretty great cool. Color, yeah. Cool shape. It looks so, yeah, amazing from the side profile. The side profile is really where it's at. Yeah, it really is. And uh, designed by Newt, who also uh, you know, designed Little Red Wrecker and Orbitron and you know, a, a lot of Roth cars. And if, as you can see there, he also uh, designed that uh, crazy roach coach in the middle. But man, this was a an amazing car. Also, what I was going to say is, you know, went from hot rods having American V8s to now having a Volkswagen, uh, you know, air cooled uh, uh, four banger in there, which was not traditionally thought of as a hot rod, right? Yeah, although now I think I think they've get they've uh, they've come around to that kind of stuff, huh? Especially oh, yeah. in Southern California. But, but back in the day, that was you know kind of unheard of. When was that thing built? 1968. Oh, yeah, okay. When did the wait, when did Myers Manxes start becoming cool? He's McQueen had one in uh what he what was the movie Thomas Crown Affair, right? Was that 68 69? Yes. Yeah, I want to okay. say it was 1964 when uh, Bruce Myers started producing them. Okay. And uh you know, what another uh, legendary guy. 
Um, and uh, yeah, I'd love to build a, a, a Myers Manx. I'm ready. I'm ready for that project. I drove yeah, a Myers Manx. It made mystery. way more sense to me than any Beetle I've ever driven. The it, yeah. ma- it was like, oh, oh, I get this now. This powertrain works with a bathtub. <laughs> this is <Yeah>. good. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, Zach, we had one uh, question for yeah, Bo we had for two specifically for Bo. One, okay, yeah. one just asked, "What's the most interesting car you've driven?" It sounds like you've driven a bunch of crazy stuff. So. The most interesting car I've driven is an 1897 Leon Bolet. And uh, it I've was never a, even it, heard of that. But 1897 <laughs> sounds like it's barely a car, if I had to guess. It, it, it was a three-wheeler uh, automobile. Um, uh, uh, his father, Amade Bolet, uh, actually I credit with, or I shouldn't say I credit, I think is credited with the first production automobile, but it was steam-powered, so it didn't get recognized. And it is, in, in also uh, some opinion, in my opinion, the Leon Bollet was the first sports car. And there it is, as you can see. And there's a lot of reasons that I believe that this was the first sport, uh, sports car. So it had uh, a low center of gravity. It was specifically built for speed and specifically built for races. And uh, actually uh, uh, was in the first London to Brighton run in 1896, where... Uh, the Leon Bollets came in first and second place, but were discredited because they broke the rules or something like that and and didn't stop for tea. And the, and the, the British didn't like that. So. Sounds about right. Sounds like they didn't yeah. like that they were French. Uh, it's basically like. a, a bench, a uh, footrest, a tiller, and uh, an engine on a trailer. It's, it's like a three-wheeler with yeah. two, uh, two yeah, seats. That's a, uh, you know, uh, that actually is a, a form of rack and pinion steering that, that's in there. Uh, the passenger sits up front and works as the bumper, and the driver sits in the back. Seems Holy fair. Holy shit. That's wow. a scary-looking thing. Yeah, it's fighter pilot so do you, seating. You, you need two people to operate that, or can you do it with one? No, you can do it with one. Wow. That's yeah, the, the passenger is just along for the ride. That's cool. Do you have one in the collection? Uh, we do. So that's uh, and that's that's how I got to drive it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can just kind of take that out if you want. That's awesome. That's Pretty so. Cool. Yeah, that I, that qualifies most interesting vehicle. Yeah, yeah I, I and, never even heard of that, that before. And that has one of the most interesting stories uh, in, 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 that uh, we'll tell sometime. But uh, Leon Bollet was a pioneer in computing automobiles and airplanes, hmm. and no one's ever heard of him. Yeah, I mean that. I I feel like there's probably there's probably a movie in there somewhere, right? Yeah, well, uh, yeah, well, we'll tell the story sometime. It's a fascinating story. I mean, I don't have anywhere to go. Do you want to? You want to, do you want to tell it? Tell it. <laughs> well, it takes a while to All tell right. the story, but right. he, he we'll, was we'll uh, schedule it. He's a a really brilliant guy that uh, uh, pioneered. Uh, his father pioneered automobiles along with himself, and he also. Uh, pioneered aer- aeronautics in, uh, in 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 France. So, and he built really the second working computer in in Europe. So he was this kind of brilliant, brilliant man that uh, hasn't got the credit yet that he deserves. And you know, that's one of the things on the show is we try to uh, bring out these stories of people that really had a significant impact in history that people are forgotten, and it's it's time to remember them. Yeah, well, I'm going to go on a Wikipedia rabbit hole tonight about this guy. Now I got I got and, time. Uh, Leon Bollet, yeah, check and, him out. And uh, I don't know if you know uh, Jason Torchinsky from uh, Jalopnik, but you know he he's got a lot of early uh, automotive uh, history uh, that I've learned from, and and uh, the Bollets, and you can learn a lot from him. And and Jason wrote a, a 
a great book uh, as well uh, about uh, transportation and, and future technology that, that's really cool as well. That kind of starts at the horse and buggy days, but uh, some great stories. So, yeah, good, uh, good history there and fun. I'm going to dig into that one later. Torchinsky is a good resource for old weird stuff, for sure. He, he knows more about <laughs> the unknown weird stuff that and than him, anyone. Aaron Robinson, and he does it Aaron such a Robinson funny way. as well, I think, is a good is a good resource for extreme nerdery and Aaron Gold. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. What was the other one, Zach? Uh, the only other one was, uh, has any have any of us ever driven a Shelby Series 1? I have not driven a Shelby Series 1. I haven't either, but I'd really like to. Me too. I got a hankering. Mm-hmm. First, I was one always disappointed to, to use an Oldsmobile engine, and I, you know, that just kind of, it, it just, you know, I just wanted it to be a Ford so bad. It looks good, but uh, you know, I'm, well, I have, I've yet to drive one. There, there may, I mean, maybe for an episode, maybe you swap in like a Coyote motor or something, right? Because there's a dual yeah, overhead cam Oldsmobile motor, I think. Yeah. It's a pretty good looking car. I mean, I think he yeah, actually he actually did a pretty good job with it. I mean, it was definitely for the mid nineties, I think that was it was pretty spot on. Yeah. I think so too. It, but it never caught on. And um yeah. I I have to think that has something to do with the way that it drove, only because I've never driven it, so I've no reason to else believe. I know it kinda came out during the recession and it didn't quite, you know, it was one of those kind of supercar disappointments i i think to some degree you know like the x jaguar xg220 you know people thought it was going to be a v12 and then it was a supercharged v6 so you know i i don't know it was somehow it got lost in the shuffle and i still yeah. don't quite maybe understand just, there why. Was, maybe there was too many cars out at that time and i don't know well i mean also if you're I, I if you're like yeah, paying well, homage to the the cobra you need to have something that like lands as hard as it does so i yeah. think to, to your point bo that if it had any missteps in performance it's like uh, that's not what this is supposed to do it's supposed to knock yeah. them out of the park and it and you couldn't land that performance in that day and age the way that you did back in the 60s or you know it just wasn't the ability to do so unless you had like you know stupid volkswagen bugatti money you know, at that time. <laughs> yeah. um and, and also i think you know just to reflect on it for a moment you know that was really before Shelby's comeback in a way I mean he still had his fan base but he wasn't like the huge kind of legend that we think of him now um, you know he hadn't come back to Ford until 2007 2006 was really you know, when he came back to Ford so yeah. back in the 90s he hadn't come back to Ford you know he had he had a Chrysler following and then he was a GM engine so no, maybe that had something to do with it too. I think that's definitely possible. And also, 1998, he's competing with the Viper, which he's already kind of wink, wink, put his name on. Yeah, you know, What's and up with that? objectively, <laughs> you know, now it's a it's a funny oddball piece of history. But if you're looking to spend a hundred grand on an American Roadster in 1998. You're gonna buy this sort of unknown thing with an Oldsmobile motor. You're gonna buy the Dodge Viper, which it was already sold as the new Cobra. You know, yes, and, exactly, and and actually kind of lived up to that reputation a little bit. Um, yeah. as it had been out for six years already. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, but they're cool. One day I would love to to spend a half hour driving one to see what it's like. Yeah, me too. I'm with um, you on that. Thank you for your time, yeah. Bo. I appreciate it. I uh, when right, we're allowed to see each other in person again, I want to come take another tour of the collection. But uh, until then, Car Kings on Discovery Channel uh, and and streaming. I want to watch. I want to dig into this uh, Pantera thing. That looks great. I'm super yeah, man, stoked. Get, and uh, check it out on uh, on Galpin.com or GalpinAutosports.com, and uh, you can. 
Check out the shows on Discovery Go. Look at me plugging myself. Hey, hey. huh? Hey, I, you know what, dude? You're I like hearing you. I feel like you. I, I hear from you more often than I do because you do your own commercials. So oh, yeah, I, I hear you on the radio, and I'm like, hey, Bo's doing all right. You know, I know what yeah. I know what you got for sale. And uh, if anyone in L.A. is uh, Bo and Galpin, um, they are the the enthusiasts dealership. They have an on-site tuning shop, gas, and you can get. Um, you know, approved mods. Uh, so you can motor legally in California with modified Mustangs and F-150s and all kind of stuff, right? Yeah, street legal horsepower. And, you know, we do everything from building hot rods and everything in between, just wheels and tires, audio. Basically, if you can dream it, we can build it is what we say, and it's really true. As long as it's legal, we can do it. There it is. And and you got a good restaurant, the Horseless Carriage. While you're getting... <laughs> My favorite restaurant. They Thanks got a the great burger and fries. They really do. They have an actual restaurant. Yeah. On, on and get it to go. And we're delivering. Support your local business. Are you? Oh, are you guys really doing delivery? Good for you. Yeah, we are. Good for we're you, on, man. Uh, we're on Grubhub and uh, doing deliveries and pickup. Oh, that's great. Yeah, if you're in the yeah. valley, man, do it. They're great. We should eat there after a canyon drive. After, we should. After a one take. Yeah. yeah, we'll go film and then we'll eat in the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'll bring it out to you. You know, we're... We're doing all all the jobs we started off doing, so I'm happy to be right. a, a waiter. I'll take it out to you. It'll be like a drive, uh, you know, like a drive-in. Totally, Bo Bachman, ladies, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Who am I kidding, gentlemen? <laughs> From Galvin <laughs> Auto Sports, Car Kings on Discovery. Thank you very much, sir. We'll talk uh, to you later. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Thank Bye. you. Bye. See you later. Oh man, Bo's a good dude. I like having yeah, him on great the show. Dude. Yeah, he's awesome, man. That's that's cool. Like having him call in. I'm gonna check out that show. That Pantera thing sounds rad. I really like those cars. Oh, I they're, really they're great. Remember Dave? They're gorgeous. Ugh. Dave's is great. Yeah, I think the shape is excellent. I just like the attitude of them. And I remember the story of the prototype one, but I fucking swore I could have swore the story that I heard it was a V10. That they put a V10, the Viper V10, in the back of the Pantera to test it because they originally thought the Viper might be mid-engine. I didn't know that it was a twin-turbo V8. Which is crazy. Crazy Would pants. the Viper have been better if it... I should have asked Bo that. Having experienced the engine, would the actual production Viper have been better have they, had they gone with that engine? I'm going to say no, only because I don't think turbo technology back then would have mm-hmm. delivered the kind of feel that could be better than the 10. I think yeah. the 10 did a lot. It yeah. was a really good engine. And it kept it separate. It gave it its own character, separate absolutely. from the Corvette. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We know what twin turbo like V8s feel like and yeah. sound like, and I think the 10 is really interesting. Yeah. You know, and, that, and people people love it. I drove that Callaway Corvette. It was like an 88. Oh, yeah. Remember that thing? Yeah, yeah. And it was like 575 horsepower at 5,100 RPM. <laughs> It was like a diesel. <laughs> how, how did the power? Was it? Did the power band kick on at like forty five? You, you had power from six. yeah. You had power from forty two to fifty one. Yeah, and see, you, you that's no so good. Shift, shift, shift. It was, it was, it was fucking stupid. I mean, it was. Yeah, it was a novelty. Right, I could see, I could see its place in someone's collection. I think it would probably be. Fun in its own way as a fuck around street car. I think that yeah. your ad- that verdict tells me what the Viper would have been if it had been twin turbo V8, and it would have just had a lot of asterisks of like, but <laughs> it, all the conclusions would have ended with, but if yeah. you like that sort of thing instead of what it was, which is like this is fast and amazing and a competitor and all that other stuff. Yeah, yeah. 
It's all it's good, man. But now turbos are good. Now now they work. They figured it out. They did. They did. They just needed computers. Hey, before we get to those questions, we sure. probably have some leftovers from We have a lot of those. Yeah. We probably have some leftovers. Um, we should I feel bad about some of our leftovers. And also to finish up on this Morgan thing. We made I made a video. <clears throat> but some things that really surprised me about the Morgan, because you didn't really Zach didn't really talk talk about it as much too. Um the fuel economy. This car gets a legitimate 45 miles a gallon. <laughs> it gets like 35 in town. It gets 45 on the highway. It still probably gets in the high 20s to 30 when you're caning the shit out of it in the canyons. Like, really? Yeah. I, I mean, I I just I watched the gas. The gas gauge didn't move when I took it out. I yeah. just, which I couldn't believe. Yeah. Like, it's just it's, it's that a, light. It's like an 11-gallon tank, yeah. and you have a legitimate like 350-mile, 400-mile range. It's crazy. I mean, I guess it just shows you like 2,100 pounds. Like, it just doesn't weigh anything. And yeah, I mean, it, it, it uh, yeah, I, it doesn't even need the sixth gear. At first, I was like, doesn't. doesn't have a sixth gear. And then I was like, well, what would the sixth gear get me? Like, nothing really. Did you see the Speedo goes to 150? And I was like, yeah. I don't think so. And I hope not. <laughs> I tested the Speedo against my phone because I didn't trust it. Okay. I, it seemed optimistic. It I was like, there's no fucking way I'm going 85 right now. And it was about eight miles an hour optimistic on the Speedo, which is uh, fine. I don't give a shit. It's better that than the other way. Yeah, um, that car is not about that. I, like, I was going no. under the speed limit most of the time. Because it was like, yeah, I'm just I'm putting along. I'm also not trying to get an accident because there's no bumper. Yeah, like I'm just I'm just enjoying. There's a lot the day. of ways to die in a car like that. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it was God. It's gorgeous though. It's really no, I, gorgeous. I drove it in the forest this morning, and I went up early, and it was by myself, and I just was not hampered by anybody. It's a great seven tenths car. It's a you don't I don't want to be pushing the limits of anything and even on one of the big turnout areas I tried to do a couple little you know you know what's have yous mm -hmm. it doesn't like that it, it didn't has, seem like it it's would, got yeah. an open diff and a solid axle and it just it just didn't it just didn't like any of that kind of funny business but at a seven tenths get outside be one with the open world and really have an experience you know looking out over that hood. Uh, it's fucking great. It is. It's beautiful. It's great. It's, it's so fun. But driving it quickly, the the steering like it's like driving a video game wheel before force feedback was invented. I mean, it really like <laughs> it's it weird. Really is like five percent. If 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 a really good car is gives you a hundred percent steering feedback or a hundred points, this gives you five to eight. Like it's really low. You really don't know what's going on at the front tires. Nope. The front tires are really far away from you. You're sitting on the back tires. The front and rear tires can be doing something completely different in this car. Yeah. You you and and they they have very different s suspension geometries too. So that your the the rear is just bouncy 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 and the front is trying to find grip but there's no weight on it and 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 it's it's just really strange. So you, you kind of have to break or at least like lift to transfer the weight forward to get it to turn. So yeah, it took me a while to kind of get to really get a flow going. I drove it a lot, and by the end I was like, all right, I kind of got this, and I was kind of mobbing a little bit. But it's still, it's very, very, very close. It's like a very old car. I mean, you're driving really by feels... sight, like you're watching the front turn, and you're like, yeah. that's how much I'm turning. <laughs> um, I had a really great test for the the front suspension. Uh, I was driving on Highway One, and it was next to a 720s. 
Uh-huh. And I, I say to my girlfriend, I'm like, okay, look at our front end and look at his, and that's how you know how different our suspension is. She goes, what? And the front of the car of the Morgan. Yeah. And I'm gonna go to my camera for this. Is just going like this. Yeah. It's just a small two inch pogo constantly. His car is not moving whatsoever. And the, she's the like, the nose oh. of the car or the front wheel, the front tire. The nose of of the Morgan. Is, oh yeah. Is the, we, the hood. Yeah. The, the eye line was just changing, changing. So yeah, it, it's weird. I mean, it's it's real. It's real bouncy. I was kicked off the seat like many many times, and yet my back doesn't really hurt. No, actually. comfortable seat. The it's seat the inflatable. The... Is that Ricardo? Do they make that? The inflatable I don't know lumbar? who makes it, but I got a video of it for the. I got a. It's there's a little squeeze bulb, it. and you inflate the lumbar. It's I've used it, cool. but Ricardo makes a race seat or a sports seat that also has that. Oh really? Instead, yeah, instead of the motor. That's where I first saw it at BBI. I think they had oh, one of those seats there, well, which is clever. Yeah, um, it might know. be them. Yeah, but I, you know, for the video, you know, because I filmed by myself, and I have to take my shoes off to drive it. So I go up to the Angeles Forest, and I'm fully, you know, dressed, but I'm wearing flip flops. So to do the video, I probably had to take my flip flops on and off like thirty times today, <laughs> this morning. Like it was so annoying, and I've never felt so strange as like climbing up an embankment to set up a fucking camera there's oh, like bushes yeah. all over and flip flops I'm like what the fuck this is so stupid like I, I've noticed the shots getting more creative and I appreciate it but now I understand that yeah in flip flops there's flip-flops places you've been where you shouldn't go yeah and I'm like getting stabbed by stuff there's broken glass all over the parking lots yeah like, snakes coming out yeah oh, and yeah. so like driving the car barefoot is fine but like Living, you know, living with a car that you can't drive with shoes on, you've got to be prepared for. I loved it fucking so much, yeah. though. Like, I, I had such a nice time with it. Like, I, driving to the studio and driving home, and, like, it just made every little drive pretty nice. Yeah, you know? And the way they've appointed this one in the interior is really great. Um, uh, there's a, there should photo. be an interior shot of it there. Yeah, like it's it's got a lot of leather. The leather feels nice, and then the bright Every, aluminum work. The everything in this really photo good. is optional. <laughs> I, I, I believe it. I mean, you know, a stripped down one, I, whatever. You're still getting the driving experience, but it just the, the the dash. Like I think the dash is gorgeous. The gauges they picked that yeah. have very small screens in the bottom to give you information. Like th- those are a really good example of like. I feel like when hot rod aesthetic and technology merge, yeah, and it's got like brushed aluminum buttons for the fog lights and stuff. It's really good. It's simple, but but it works and yep. it looks nice and and it's actually put together pretty well. It I mean, it, there's rattles and shit when you drive because it's a seventy year old design, but it's actually it the, the leather's nice. It's screwed together nicely. I never tried the, the stereo USB doesn't didn't work for playback through an yeah, iPhone. It didn't work. But for how either. do you reach the volume once you're in the car? Once you're sitting in the you car. You literally... This, there, okay. There is a stereo in this car. The head unit is in a place that you cannot see. And in some cases, you cannot reach. It's almost as far as the pedals. And it's in the center <laughs> it's on the transmission tunnel the, it's underneath the, the dash. Pedals. That's where it is. Yeah. It, yeah. It's it's very dumb. And that's optional. And the speakers are optional. Um you know, I can't. All I can say is, if I was going to get one, I'd ha- I'd just make it a Bluetooth receiver of some kind, and I wouldn't even have a head unit, frankly. It's like having was it, is it were they called a gramophone, where it was a record player with a horn. <laughs> yeah. I imagine those had one volume. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what this feels like. You get it and you hit play, and then you start driving. I managed to it. go an entire week no radio. 
Didn't use it once. It's got a fun putt putt sound. It's got a good sound. It has a great idol. Yeah, it's got some fucking header on it that really sounds zing zing. I think they did some exhaust, uh, creative exhaust work, kind of like the Fiat Abarth. Like Where it that, just doesn't have a muffler. Right. Yeah. I think that's because that's why it sounds that way, but we you know, it might it's probably a mission. They have compliant. really nailed the vintage sound. They did. It sounds fucking cool. So it's a focus engine. It's a it's a two liter focus engine. It's like hundred and sixty horsepower. But like it's it's just gonna work. It's gonna start like it's not like the three wheeler where it's an air cooled motorcycle engine and it's all this crazy weird shit going on. This is a fairly normal car. I mean, it's simple, mm-hmm. but it's just it's an engine and a shifter and a frame. That's the new one, right yeah, there. Yeah, that's the new one. That's not the one we have. That's the new one. So you can see the airbag steering wheel in that, and, and all this that also kind of has stuff. A, um, the center console is different here than the one yeah. we had. They've it, it's an entirely new chassis. The new one. Um, we literally have like the last one of the old one, um, but uh, it's I don't remember. it's not it's not like it's not a pain in the ass. I mean, it, it, it's like yeah, okay, no roof and no windows, but like it's not like it idles weird or it overheats no. or no. like it's you can just start it and fucking drive it and whatever. Like who cares? You know what I mean? It's great. I, did you open the engine compartment for yes, a shot? Yes, I very, did. The springs are very stiff. They but are the engine on the left side at least, driver's side. Uh huh. I wish I hadn't opened the hatch. Just because it's not a dressed up Ford motor. No, it's, it's just a Ford plas- motor. Right, it's just plastic intake, all that stuff. Yeah. And I was just like, it kind of, for a moment it ruined it, and then I closed <laughs> it and everything was fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you open the right side, the passenger side, because it's, you know, it's, right. a, it's a, like old school. It's like you'd open the fucking side. Like gullwing, gullwing bonnets. Uh, on the right side, you get the header. Okay. You know, it's it's a little prettier on the right side. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, not impressive under there. Yeah. But highly functional. And if you are a Morgan motorist, which is what you are, you do not open that hood. Someone opens it for you and yeah. fixes it. Yeah. Morgan That's how West. I felt driving it. Yeah. It's great. It was, dude, such, such, such a cool car. And then I ran into a friend of mine who is a big Porsche collector. He lives up the road from me. He saw it. He's driving it. He goes, hey, did you get that from Dennis? And Dennis is the Morgan West guy. And I go, well, it's a, you know, it's the press car. He goes, he goes, me and my three best friends all just bought them. Really? Yeah. The reason there aren't a lot of Morgans here is not because nobody buys them. There's very limited the number they can bring into this country. But uh, but these these three rich guys just bought a trio of them, all paint the sample with the everything, same car. They were very excited. Except they all got the 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 V6. The, oh, okay. You can get the Mustang V6. I thought it was the BMW inline six. The, and the new one it is. The new one is the outgo. They got the the last allocations of the outgoing ones okay. with the Mustang engine. Which I think does it have a manual? The one they got. Yeah. Good because the new one looks like it has an optional. It has both. Optional. Yeah, okay. optional eight speed auto and optional six speed manual. Okay. All the photos in the yeah. gallery were were the auto, which is just a BMW. So, so. the new. There's the entirely new chassis that they're calling a CX. It's a bonded aluminum chassis. It's not the steel ladder frame like it was. And it's a new interior, so we're looking at it here, and you can see the same steering wheel that they use in the Lotus Evora. There's also a BMW shifter there. And the new cars have BMW engines, either the turbocharged 4 or I think the turbo 6. Um the plus six is supposed to have the super motor in it and supposedly is Ooh. fucking lunacy. That sounds crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's see. This, yeah, this comes with a B58. Yeah. Oof. That's just crazy in a car like this. That's going to be fucking, yeah. 
That'll be uh, quite an experience to drive. Yeah, but those are not homologated just yet for the U.S. So they're going to homologate these under the the low volume thing, right? So three hundred a year to the U.S., um, which is cool. But for now, if you want a Morgan in the U.S. for the rest of this year, uh, you have to get one of the older ones, either the Roadster which is what they call the one with the Mustang engine, mm-hmm. or the Plus 4, which is the four-cylinder engine, and you order them through Morgan West, and they, they come separate, like the, the powertrains arrive oh, in crates, right. and they assemble them the, the rest of the way when they get here. Got it. That's how they do it. That's how they do that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And it, it was. You know what it did for me? It made me appreciate and understand people that like driving Volkswagen Beetles a little bit, <laughs> or like any car that the general car world appreciates like i got thumbs up from supercar owners muscle mm-hmm. car owners low rider people like everybody guys on harleys like yeah whoever everybody likes it if you're in a morgan you love fucking cars there is no you're right. not a poser you're not you didn't buy this because it's the new shit you didn't see it on instagram you know what i mean you love fucking cars but i think people in general just like it they like the way yeah. it looks even yeah. if they don't know what it is because it's a good looking thing if the color scheme on this one's really good and it's just like a nice it's kind of like a nice mechanical watch or something yeah it's well like, same thing like right now i'm wearing this bell and ross right and the bell and this is a bell and ross bronze diver and this is actually a very appropriate comparison like look i'm gonna hold this up so it's it's the case is made of bronze okay why is the case made of bronze because back in the day when scuba diving was first like a thing the crazy people that would go diving would dive in these bronze dive helmets right and like that's the thing yeah so the bronze watch is the throwback to that where it's like i don't really want to go diving in a bronze dive helmet but i want that little piece of vintage feel to my mod you know and so this the the morgan is that Mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's it's, totally and it's but it's not a fake you're not it's not a replica cobra it's not you know it's not a tribute it's a real thing like even this watch is it's bronze because of another thing that was bronze it's it's kind of a tribute it doesn't need to be bronze as part of its function it could be steel it would serve the same function right but it's that added bit of style but like the morgan it's not a new thing trying to be the thing it used to be it's been it's just been the same the whole time they just, just never changed yeah you can't tell what cool. year it is everybody was like what year is this 75 yeah. yeah. I was like uh, 19 2019 well so huh? pull up a picture of like a 67 morgan plus four i i looked i tried to find the exact year at which uh it started looking just like this like the 50s ones don't but yeah, so look at the uh, third picture, top row. Yes, yeah, so that, so that's that's like a '67, and other than the bumpers being chrome, that's pretty much where it started to look. You could get you could get a brand new one right now that looked exactly like that. Crazy. That's where it started to look just like it. So from '67 to now, like you really can't fucking tell. The wow, wheels, the, the so. window uh, system, whatever you want to call it, is it the same in this photo as the one that that they gave us. <laughs> yes. Like it's these two awesome like CNC cut aluminum knobs that somehow hold like the windows in a slider. I don't know. Not <laughs> I waterproof. The, I didn't carry the windows cool. or the roof with me the entire week. Not the roof, I'm sorry, the windows or the tonneau. Mm. Um I would only put the roof up to keep the sun from getting hot when I had to park somewhere and leave walk away cuz I want to burn myself. Yeah, totally. Man, I go through a lot of sunscreen this week though. I bet. I fucking I was open air. I had I had a lovely time even on the freeway. 
at like 65, 70, it's fantastic. Above yeah. 80, it starts to get real scary. That's why when I saw the Speedo went to 150, yeah. I was like, I hope it can't. No, it's gear limited to 118. That's where <laughs> that's where it runs out of fifth. That would probably be. Yeah. You'd be, you'd be awake. <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe on a runway. Maybe. Yeah. But uh, even in the, in the canyons, like I didn't want to like attack the corners. But just, you know, mo motoring. It's motoring. Mm -hmm. I'm going for a, a spirited drive. You know, it was good. Yeah. yeah. I did some spirited uphill, and I was like, this is good. And yeah. then I started hearing front or rear wheel, not sure, like skipping a little. Uh -huh. like, and, and I just went, okay, I, I can't some, feel any of that. I got that, some lock-up so. in the rear, in the passenger oh, really? side rear, a little lock-up. Uh, did you figure out the brakes? Are they manual or they power? They're not first? power. They're not power. <laughs> the brakes are not power. Power is optional. Well. They're nice. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Yeah, it's, they're it's not power. Um, and I, but I, it, it was, by the end of the run this morning, it was, I was having a really, a really nice time. Nice. It was good. It's motoring. I think the video will be interesting. Proper motoring. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, all right, let's hit some leftover questions before we get out of here. Uh, this is, well, this is from a little while ago. This is Steve Vuvotic. No, Vukotic. Um, what is the better car for a rally road trip? An R8 Performance or a 992C4S? Oh, well, I mean, uh, I would say it's kind of six to one, half dozen the other. I mean, they're both excellent cars, and R8, as far as mid-engine cars go, it will be very comfortable. Uh, it'll have a great stereo. I mean, uh, I chose an R8 for that Forza Horizon road trip where I got hired to like go across Europe with uh, with these video gamers, and we made a fake reality show. Don't even worry about it. But I got to pick my own car from a fleet of supercars, and I picked wow. the R8, and it was the right car. Uh, and, uh, I mean, look, a 992 Carrera 4S. I drove 1,500 miles across Europe. It's a phenomenal car. It's one of the best daily driver sports cars that money can buy period um it will feel more normal it just it, it's it's lovely it's they're, fan, they're fantastic but compared to an r8 the r8 will be uh will be more exciting all the time uh but the r8 won't hold nearly as much stuff so that may matter to you on a road trip yeah good point yeah, yeah. um plus the porsche has back seats should you need them yeah, 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 more, more, more space all around. Backpack yeah. seat. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is from Tim Brister. Oh, this is just actually a compliment. That was for Alex Roy, and oh. I, we gave it to him. And we had two more, which, here we go, right in front of my face. Um, Andrew King is getting ready to buy a fun daily driver for forty-five grand or less. Wants it to be comfortable, reliable enough to keep for many years. Uh -huh. He's flexible on practicality. He's looking at the SS or a Stinger GT12. Are there other good options? Those are both good options. I mean, the SS, you know, if you're talking about the Chevy SS, is a is you're looking at the end of a very long run, you know. Uh, the SS started as the Pontiac G8, which before that was the Holden Commodore. They built that platform for a very long time, and the SS was the end of it. So it's it's going to be a proven thing. Plus, it's just it's an LS powertrain. It's it's in general robust. Um, oh, the Kia Stinger. Mm -hmm. I've not driven one. Do you drive a Stinger? Yeah, a couple times. You like it, right? I do like it. It's uh, soft in the corners, but it's like. You get so much car for the money. Yeah, and it's pretty. It's good looking outside. I think the interior is pretty nicely appointed and, and good looking. I drove enough. the Hunt, the yeah. Genesis G seventy, which is the same deal as a Stinger, but it's like a couple inches shorter. Yeah, and I thought it was rad. Great it's, car. 
if you like that, you'll like a stinger. Yeah, I think I think the the Genesis has a nicer interior by just better. I like yeah, the like design the better. The quilted, shit. The quilted stuff quilted looks good. Was dope. Yeah, all yeah. of that looks nicer. But I think the stinger is better looking on the outside. Um, you should also look at used GS three fifty F Sports. Oh yeah, they just killed the Lexus GS. Yeah, Lexus GSs are the jam. Yeah, they're real nice, and that'll have the reliability he's looking yeah. for. Yeah, I would. I would look. Yeah, add that to the repertoire. Um, all right, let's see. Nick Rogers says he's got a. Oh, what would you rather get? A Maximum Motorsports style S197 Mustang or a tastefully modified Fiesta ST? Which would, what would you choose for uh, seat time or pizza delivery? Fiesta ST. Yeah. Yeah, Fiesta ST. All the time. Yeah. For, if you're, for a daily driver car, a lightly modified Fiesta ST is, is what's up. That may, that's the kind of car that makes errands fun. Yeah. And kind of like the Morgan, like it's. It's friendly. The Fiesta won't piss people off. That's something else about the Morgan. Like no one's looking at you. Like look at you trying too hard. Yeah. So that's a that's a yeah. It's not thing. like there's no. E- it's not an ego car. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, Unless you make it look like Ken Block's car. Or something. Yeah. I mean, if you put too many canards on it or something, or like <laughs> keep the dive planes. <laughs> like don't put your you know fabric tow hook on it and drive around. Um, there's things you can not to not do for sure. Yeah. Uh, Sean Finney says. Is the 2019 Miata RF with the the one with the good engine worth the 7,000 premium over 2017? Both looking at both both cars, they're both used. He wants to keep for two to three years, but he's coming from a supercharged Z3. I mean, the end. It's a big difference with the engine. If you can afford it, I think you. It's worth it to pay more for the good engine now because you'll get it back on the other end not all of it but you will your the premium for that isn't going to be the full 7000 it's going to be 7000 minus the difference on the other end between that and the regular you know what i mean if there's a premium for the good engine now then in 3 years when you go to sell there's still going to be a premium for the good engine true same thing as getting ceramic brakes you get ceramic brakes you got to spend $8000 now but when you go to sell the car, you get five grand more because it's got ceramic brakes, right? So you really spent three. True, you, didn't, you know what I mean? So that's it's money in, money out. So that's the thing. Yeah. And if that new one is going to be the more sought-after car because it's better, which probably be the case, it would be easier to sell it. Yeah, correct. And also, you're, if you can afford it, like I'd skip the R, I'd skip the power roof to get the better engine. Yeah. I'd go soft top better engine. And save some of the money. Now that may not be practical for what this person wants. You know what I mean. But if you had to, say, if you had to say, good engine or hard top, fucking good engine all day. Good engine. Hmm. Yeah, I'd have to drop them both back to back again. You can tell the difference. Oh yeah, that's true. Um, Andrew Polito says he said you made a comment about. Uh, I think it's a watch thing. Let me remind you, Tony Soprano wore a thirty-six millimeter President. Tony Soprano. Uh, wore a watch that was appropriately sized for someone in his position in 1997 when that show came out. That was 24 years ago. Styles have changed, right? Styles have changed. Yeah. And by the way, people do still wear 36 millimeter watches. I just don't like that style because I have big gorilla wrists, and so I wear a watch that is 40 
to 45 millimeters, mm-hmm. which is a little more appropriate. Blake Wrong is selling some watches, and Bozy was like, man, I wish you had wrists my size, because <laughs> yeah. all of these would look ridiculous. Yeah. Bozy has good taste in Seikos, as does Blake. Blake just got a, a nice little Speedmaster from Crown & Caliber. He sent me pictures mm-hmm. of him. Um, Cardis Sinner uh, says he wants to buy a 2017 Chevy Bolt for 12 grand in eight months. Um, in eight months? He says in eight months cash. I think he's just saving okay. money. Um, but are there any other EVs he should look out for around that around the price of 17 grand? Have either of us driven a Bolt? I drove a Bolt very briefly. Uh, who had one? Alex from Sharkworks had one. And I drove it when I was up there. And they were putting tires on that Avora for me, and I went to get lunch. It was very brief. Um, I I liked it in general. I was like, okay, I get what this is about. It was very upright and narrow and kind of like toastery. Okay. You know what like I mean? Toastery, yeah. Uh, compared to the Volt, which was more like normal car shaped. Um, other EVs, I mean, dude, honestly, smart EVs and like Fiat 500 EVs are like really cheap. He doesn't like the 500E, but I mean, there aren't that many. There's not a lot. Is there, is there, what's the Honda Fit EV? Isn't that one? Isn't that a real one? Yeah. My brother had a Honda Civic. Uh, well, he had an E hybrid. That was pretty good. Um, 17 grand is a weird, is a weird place to be, right? How much is a used Volt right <laughs> now? I would go with a Volt. Yeah. Me like too. the night, I'd get the nicest, newest Volt you could get before getting, because then you get the 50 miles of range, the second gen Volt, and then you've got the gas engine if you need to go past that. And I think the Volt is a nice, like it's wider. It's a little, other than the Ride's hatchback, great. the ride is really it's good on a really Volt. Good. Yeah. Um, but the Bolt was okay. It was fine. It just, it, you know, it, it didn't, it, uh, it didn't do it for me because it was very vertical and narrow, and I have big, big, broad shoulders. What do you get? Seven, 2017 volts, 15 grand? 15, 16 for volts? Yeah. Yeah. I would go with a volt. Yeah. I, I'm a volt evangelist. I, my, I had one, and then my sister got the second gen one. Both, both great cars. Yeah. I know they don't have the EV range this person want, will get out of the bolt, but if your drive is, I don't know, reasonable distance every day, you probably, you won't have to use the gas motor anyway. Yeah. Um, Matthew Haskins, throwback question, says, would you have any reservations about using a well-sorted 3.2 Carrera or 964 to trips for trips to the Western National Parks from SoCal? No. His wife loves national parks. He's trying to justify a 911 for his trips. No, a 911 is a very reliable car. Like an air-cooled 911, like my 3.2 Carrera engine, like there, there will never... My, that engine will not never just like explode like it's never just gonna like all of a sudden one day not work it will slowly if i don't maintain it it will slowly rot and get worse and worse and the maintenance is expensive so if you defer the maintenance you end up with an engine that burns oil and does kinds of shit like that if you buy a car that's good it's it's got service history or recent maintenance and you know the the right car no rust whatever you know whatever whatever the right car means to you if you buy the right car in general it means one that has been gone through and you then go through it again with your guy or girl or whoever you will have yourself an incredibly reliable car that you could drive all over the country for many many miles yeah Very absolutely good. Very, very good. Um, Blaine Greathouse is, says he's looking for a vehicle that's fast and good looking, but still has some space and works in the winter. It'll be his only car. He's got 25 grand. 
So fast, good-looking, winter car. Mm. Only car. Audi RS4. Yeah. Maybe. BMW 335XI. Yeah. Right? All-wheel drive BMW. Or just get good snow tires and you can have... You know, depending on what you need, open. yeah. Dep- yeah, depending on what kind of winters you encounter. But if you go good snow tires, I mean, anything in BMW's range, anything in Audi's range. Audi S- S5 is a nice car. Two doors, but spacious. Yeah, those are really nice. Um, I would say... Uh, Volvo used V60. Volvos. Mm, 25 grand. Volvo, that'll get you in a 2015 or 16, 15, 16 V60 R design. They're kind of good. They're good winter cars for sure. Um, that's kind of. I mean, I get you a bunch of Subaru. Yeah, you can I mean, get all the Subaru. You can get a really nice stock Evo, Evo eight or nine, for that kind of money. Yeah, which has four doors, uh, plenty of space, pretty reliable. You could get a really nice shit. Subaru Legacy GT wagon with the twin with the turbo motor. That's what I would get. Yeah. That, but that, I mean, I'm biased. I like them, but they're good looking, and they they won't cost twenty five grand. And the thing you will have to do to it eventually is like a head gasket, and then you just drive it again. Which depending on where you live, G's. you can get a Skyline. <laughs> oh, you can get a GTST. You could get a GTST, Ooh. but that's not all wheel drive. Wait, which, did they make an all wheel drive? There's a sedan? GTS four, right? Sedan, I believe. That's yeah. what I was. Yeah, I was thinking that, yeah. but I just used the wrong term. Yeah. Um, any of those are good ideas. Just get get good tires and almost Gol- any car. Uh, in winter a Golf car. R, twenty five grand will get you into a nice Golf R. Yeah, some options there. A lot of options. Um, last two. Ethan A is considering an R one two nine SL five hundred as a weekend Ooh. car. Mm-hmm. Can you recap your criteria for finding one that won't kill me on maintenance? Yeah. Okay. So R one two nine SLs. These are the Mercedes SL five hundreds from ninety. Uh, 90- 90 or 91 through 2001. I had I had a 2001. I think 2002, I'm sorry, is the, the last year. I had a 2001, second to last year. Things to look out for with them. The obvious stuff, right? Your fluids and your filters. Um, the biggie on this one is the top. The top on an R129 is going to be, um, it, depending on the car you're looking at, if the top is fucked up enough, the car could be totaled. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you find a pretty ratty SL that runs and drives fine, but is like faded paint and the leather kind of sucks or whatever, but the powertrain could be totally fine and the top doesn't work at all, the car's totaled. Um, because to, to replace the fabric on the top is crazy expensive and to replace the, the hydraulics in the top is crazy expensive. So, um, you know, the, the, the best you, you really want to find one if you care, uh, ideally with a hard top also, and you want to make sure the hard top, cause the hard top doesn't just clip on the hard top is sucked on with hydraulic, uh, Clamps. So you want to make sure your the the top the hard top system works. Uh, you also want to make sure the soft top works. And then other than that, it there's there's not a lot about them specifically. They have a lot of like power shit. You know what I mean? Like uh, the 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 um, soft closing stuff and and whatnot. Oh, that's mine. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, tires can be expensive. Brakes can be expensive. Just like stuff for this car, like real basic. My car didn't really need anything. My car was fine, but even 
not needing anything, it's still somehow like there was a some piece of plastic that was like holding. Uh, it was like a shroud around the air conditioning compressor or something, and it might have broken at some point. It didn't. It, it was broken, but it wasn't catastrophically broken, right? But if it got worse, it could cause a problem. Well, that was a piece of plastic, and it was a thousand dollars. What? Yeah. So that's that's the kind of shit you right. want to look for. So like. You know, you can have a car that runs and drives perfect, that looks pretty good, you know, and that is probably like a good four or five footer. But like if the top's broken, if the top's torn, if the, the couple, you know what I mean? You can have a real fucking problem. Yeah. The keys, the fucking keys. That's a problem. If you don't have the remote keys because it's a it's the it's got it's an electronic key and the keys are like like I think they're like a thousand dollars. So there's a big price difference if they sell you a car with a valet key versus one working electronic key versus two working electronic keys. You know what I mean? There's a huge price difference if they sell you the top, uh, the hard top, and the hard top with a with a stand. Um, I will say that mechanically, uh, the second gen cars, like when they switched from 500 SL to SL 500, that's what I call the second gen. Mechanically, they are very stout. If you get one that's sorted, it's unlikely to take a complete shit on you. It's just all those other little things because you just know other little when they redesign a car, shit. they redesign a bracket, they redesign yeah. a shroud, all that stuff. It little changes, shit then, can add up. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And so, but I never had any. I never had any. The uh, the only major problem I had, and it did not. It was not major from the. It didn't leave me stranded, but one of the catalytic converters disintegrated. The shop said it was impacted by something like a rock or something, and so the material inside the cat like cracked, cracked, and, and started making a rattling noise, and I had to replace the catalytic converters, which was twenty five hundred dollars. Yeah, really expensive. And to be to be fair, they're very expensive in any car. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not unique to Mercedes. Yeah, the thousand dollar fan shroud was unique to Mercedes. Totally. And there was a couple like. There is a little trim bit in the if if the that's another one another thought for this person interior trim bits they are shockingly expensive if you need to get the bezel that goes around the dome light it's probably a thousand dollars I got a little a little trim bit that uh, went around the the visor the flip down visor you know there's the metal things that hold the visor on and and they go into the dash and or into the binnacle and there's a little trim piece i mean it's a fucking piece of plastic it's like 2 inches it was 100 bucks to to do it i mean it was that kind of stuff yeah. so top hydraulics trim bits keys are really the ones where it's like little stuff can totally add up to where a car is actually totaled I mean, if you wanted to bring it back to where it should be, you know. Mm -hmm. yeah. so, okay. So I spent, you know, I spent seventeen five on my car. I think it cost me three or four grand to run it for two years, and it was only about sixty five hundred miles. But I, at the state it was, I could have run it for three or four more years for almost nothing. Um, but then I sold it for exactly what I paid for it. 
So you know, it was super clean. I had it a was mint super one. clean in like yeah. in every other way. Yeah. So mine mine was exceptionally mint. I think yours. That's a good example though. If you bought one that's very mechanically sound. Yeah, everything you worked. To, you don't have to fix any yeah. of that stuff. Yeah, and the stuff that did go wrong was little stuff, and and it never left me stranded or anything like that. And it was in general a very good car. They're good looking. Yeah. I've seen more of them around, I think. Yeah. Um, last question by Gordon Allen. He wanted, he really wants a Volvo C30, but the six-speed is rare. So he wants a small turbo daily. So should he buy the C30 auto, auto or just get a Fiesta ST or an Elantra GT? I mean, we know the answer to this. Yeah. The problem with the C30 is that they suck. They look... <laughs> They do. They do. It's such, we had one as a press car in like yeah. 2012. Yeah. Oh. And it's, it sucked. And that was the Polestar. The, that was the blue one. Remember? That was a yeah. C30 Polestar. I drove the regular C30 before that as a press car, and it super sucked. The problem with the C30 is that every input is made of rubber. And that doesn't matter. Even the manual, like we had a manual. The manual sucks. Like you don't want the manual because the manual sucks. That car is a really cool design that absolutely does not deliver any way in the driving department. Mm -hmm. It feels very heavy. When you're sitting yeah. and driving it, it just feels like a V40 or a V60. Yeah. And, and even though you get out and you go, well, half the car's gone. Why is it still so heavy? Yeah. yeah. I love the interior design. Mm -hmm. I love that tiny little tumble home that narrow that they did i yeah. love the hatch the the throwback to the p1800 like i wanted to like that thing so bad and we got the best one you could have the pole star and the right color and everything and it's super sucked yeah it was very disappointing unfortunately yeah yeah, yeah you're gonna want uh, the fiesta if you need to carry the fiesta, yeah, or fiesta did he put v veloster on there i mean he i don't did know not, i don't know what the budget have. is veloster and um, he had uh fiesta or kia forte or Elantra gt i'm imagining he's shopping used uh, okay, i'm guessing yeah. All right. um, then Fiesta. Fiesta in that category. I mean, and maybe if you can stretch to a used GTI, you know, a little more space, a little more um, Germanness. But but in that True. category, the Fiesta is the one. If you want a fun Swedish hatch, just get a German one. <laughs> <laughs> it's close. Like it's close enough. I, Swedes are going to yell at me for that. But uh, Volvo does some things well. The C30 mm -hmm. was not one of them. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. Unfortunately, like I'd rather have. A seven, like a seven forty turbo wagon, than a C thirty, like a yeah, like a nineties Volvo. Or, well, because the C thirty takes away all the practicality of all their other good cars, right? But it doesn't give you a fun. It's got you know, no hatchback, nimble performance yeah. trade off at all. No, which is such a bummer. Yeah, it's it's you bought. You've bought a V60 and you went to a junkyard and you cut the back half off. Like it really, and it's just dragging it around. Yeah, I couldn't believe how. And then in the front also. The back looks so interesting and unique, but the front just looks like all the other Volvos. Like I remember, I, I saw one in a parking lot from the front, and I was like, "Oh!" And I walked around the back, and went, "Oh, it's a C30." Yeah, that's kind of a bummer. Yeah, it needs to be different. All right. There's hope, but not not with that one. Um, let's see, Carl Vogel with the donation. Thank you very much. He says thanks for keeping us entertained. And then yep. Wiley says this will be literally the last question. Uh, construction update. Construction update. I have one. We got a water permit. That's a fucking thing. Getting a water permit. It took 22 months to get my water permit. And, and that means we can dig up the street and connect our fire system, which means we can open. Which is oh, amazing. okay. So, yeah, the water okay. permit was the last. That doesn't mean there haven't been other major problems. <laughs> there have. The, the inspector showed up and decided that we must have all this other shit uh, we have to have 
these duct detectors, which are smoke detectors that go inside your air conditioning ducts. Whoa. We need to have those. Uh, we need to have a bunch more things. And it's, I, I, it's yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but we got a water permit, and that is the, by far the most important thing. Um, aside from that, they're uh, installing our gates, all of our power gates. They're installing our security cameras. Our server room is like, there's so many fucking wires down there. I don't even know what any of that shit is. But um, I just did the walkthrough with the, the low voltage. Low voltage people, it's like all of our outlets, our switches, our TVs, our internet, our security cameras, our door locks, like all of it is electronic. All of it's on low voltage. So so I have one company doing all of it. And so we walked through and literally went over every door lock, keypad, Whoa. access port, data thing, you know, for the for for everything, for the new studio, for the lounge, for the for every lock, you know, cuz we're not going to have there's no keys, right? There's not it's uh, uh card readers. Everything is card readers. So um or remotes. Cool. Yeah. It's a lot. It's intense. It's a lot. It's intense, but it really is I think getting almost done and the last big hurdle was the water permit that was the one where it was like we could potentially end up with a finished building that we can't open because of that and it didn't that doesn't mean we didn't have water that means we didn't have our fire sprinklers connected to the city's water that was it it wasn't the water like the toilets already flush they put toilets in and they work like so, it's not our water; it's our fire water. Got it. So that was okay. It's a, yeah. a much bigger pipe, I'm sure. It is. It's a it's a Whoa. eight or ten inch main. It's enormous. It's enormous. But now here's a, here's an interesting problem. So now we got our permit, right? Well, now we connect the water. To connect the water to the main, normally you'd have to turn the main off. Except it's a state of emergency, and it's a stay at home. And you can't turn the main off because people need the water because people are at home. And so that puts you in a very interesting predicament. (laughs) And he goes, there's something called a hot tap. And I go, get the fuck out of here. No way. And he goes, I don't know if we can do a hot tap because the pipe is over 100 years old. (laughs) The pipe is 100 years old? Yeah. Wow. What's it made out of? Iron or steel, okay. I guess. I don't know. Like, iron. Lead. I guess it's iron. Lead and clay. Yeah, right? <laughs> and um, you have to replace it for the entire city. I know. Um, a hot so, tap? That sounds like tap. they got to bring a guy out of retirement. They're like, Willie here used to do these, but Bro, he retired a few years 3, ago. 3,000 gallons a minute on this main. No. Imagine tapping You're sending that. someone to tapping the moon. Shit uh-uh. No way. Fuck out of here. Yeah, put on your like bear attack suit. <laughs> I don't want to do construction ever Just, again. This is not fun anymore. <laughs> you're learning a lot, fun. though. I bet it you're learning fun a ton. for a minute. Yeah, now I know what a hot tap is. I know that I never want to do one. Yikes! Fucking crazy. Seems dangerous. Um. Well, that's uh, that's our show. Bo was good. I'm I'm glad he got. Yeah, to man. Come on. What a cool dude. Never met him. Yeah. Uh. That's it for us. Wednesday the 29th for the live audience at what time do I have this at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern this coming Wednesday. Johnny Lieberman will be here. He will be not be here. He will be phoning it in. Uh, and he will probably be very opinionated and mad at me about something. Mm-hmm. I don't really know what, but I'm sure I was wrong about at least one thing. And then Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 
um, 5 p.m. Eastern. We have Frank Meekum uh, of Meekum Auctions, son of Dana Meekum. Uh, I met this dude when I was uh, hosting a thing at Meekum, and he was chill AF. And I don't know why I just spoke the letters AF. I'm I suck, uh, <laughs> but but uh, yeah, he's coming on. And I don't know. We're gonna talk about collector cars because yeah. collector cars are good. And I'm interested to see what these uh, what these big in person auctions have uh, in mind. Bring a trailer seems awful fucking smart these days, don't they? They can white label that software. We're supposed to get Randy on soon. Next week. Oh, did you book it? Mm-hmm. Oh, did it? I haven't. I haven't put. Is it, it on not thing. on the calendar? No. Oh, okay, great. Well, that'll be good. And then next week, uh, well, Cinco de Mayo, May fifth at five. Cinco de Mayo at five. We got Mike Musto. We're gonna be drinking tequila. Yeah, the that's only more. thing he drinks. Yeah, we're gonna have to fucking send him a bottle ahead of time. That's be great. All right, that's our show. Thanks for listening. The Smoking Tire Podcast is powered by Shout Engine. Get your own damn podcast at shoutengine.com. It's easy. All you need is a microphone, a connection to the internet, and ideally something to say. Peace.